Yes, sir. We back. We back. I still get that feeling like, man, I don't know if I'm going to be back next week. And I'm just here every week. (laughs) Don't say that. Simp, this shit coming off the head like a temp fade. And your bitch trying to kick it like a sensei. Maybe you can get a wig, but I ain't paying rent, babe. <laughs> nah, you know how like the you know how, like the first like five episodes we was like, damn, we still doing this shit. Like I still get that feeling. It's like Jordan, like Kobe said it too. Like they, they still get like nervous before a game, but it's like the other side of it where it's like You call me crazy when I get nervous. I get nervous every M show. I get nervous every day. <laughs> Black Print Radio, man. J5 here. Josh P's in the building. Josh P's, aka Lil Josh. Lil. Lil, Lil, Lil. Josh. Lil Josh. Busiest man on the planet. Trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> of course, on the on the on the screen like Zordon here. Uh I don't know what to call you. Like I said on Amp. I don't know what to call you anymore. Mark, what's up? We still need to find a new name for you. I'm fueled by tequila this week, but I will say we're getting a lot closer to the new name. I, I can feel it. It's getting oh, a whole man. lot closer. Even out, even outside, practicing new names. <laughs> hey, my name is Mark C. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, why, why, why the shoulder? Why the shoulder lean into it? Know, because man, we on like, video. I picture that's what you do on the bars. <laughs> because, <I'm> Mark C. <laughs> because we, because we, that's a perfect segue. Because a month ago you probably wouldn't have been able to see that. We probably just would have been laughing at it on yeah. camera. But now we on the YouTube yeah. kind of platform here. What's up to everybody on YouTube? Uh, Josh P J five here. Yeah, man. This will be our first. Make new sure episode. you like, subscribe, do hit, all that good shit. What is it? Hit the bell. Oh my god! And subscribe. Oh, hit the bell. Yeah, turn <laughs> the notifications on. Mm-hmm. Turn the notifications on. We got hit the bell. It's so full episodes on YouTube. Now yes, that we're doing. Damn, this is going to get tough. <laughs> <laughs> Why you say that? It's getting real. Yeah, I know. Just being so easily searchable is crazy to me. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. easily searchable things that we say. No, I mean, I, found. things I say, you can clip it up and do what you, what you want. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting. No, I mean, YouTube already, like a lot of people have been waiting for us to get on YouTube. Um, make sure you subscribe if you didn't know already. It's the Black Print Network, uh, the BLK Print, same way you spell the podcast, Network. Um, we have a bunch of stuff. Like, see, people were like, yo, you guys were like ready. I was like, no, we just been sitting on yeah, content. Yeah, content. <laughs> for new show ideas come in. Like, I yeah. think that's one of the most, the things that was most interesting to me is just like storytelling in this format. Right. Um, I think, you know, what we do here is very topical, but I think there's some other shit that we can really dive into. And I'm looking forward to what Mark has coming. Yeah. Mark, Mark C. <clears throat> Mark C's got some stuff coming. Uh, we, we're going to announce it. I would say it would be fair to announce this new stuff next episode. Next I episode. Think, I think okay. We gotta, mm-hmm. we're, okay. We're still getting a we lot building, of stuff. We're building. We're building. We're building. Uh, Josh, you're going to actually receive a game this week. Oh, it's this week? I believe so. I thought it was like, oh, I thought it said March there for some reason. I did too. But apparently it's this week. Oh, shit. It's lit. <laughs> nigga. Hey. I think it's this See, that's why I'm nervous about next week because I'll be playing this fucking game. I might not be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily we off next week. Yeah, hey, oh, next week's Super Bowl too. I Hold definitely on. Won't be it here. says this. Here's, like, here's the thing. Oh, my God. I'm so excited, nigga. Because somebody. <laughs> they got the Tim Fade in the game. So if you guys don't know, we're talking about uh, Harry Potter. They have the PS5 game coming out. Um, Wizard, what's it called? Uh, uh, Hogwarts Hog- Academy. Yeah, Hogwarts Academy. One of my goals, one of my always dreams in life was to be a wizard. 
I am a wizard actually in other ways, but I just love Harry Potter and the whole world and to have some type of like open world role playing format of that game is really interesting to me. Um, and shout out to the people who developed that game because they literally have a temp fade in that game. The <laughs> hairstyles, like they really did black hairstyles justice in that game. And um, that's one of the reasons I'm supporting it. And it's dropping during Black History Month. So shout out to them. I know they got some niggas working on that game. Well, here's the thing. It says Mar- there's no way that Amazon has this correct. Because what does it say? I remember you told me March 2nd. That's what I know. I'm like, that's I've what been... I thought. Well, here's the thing. I got the... I've been so excited for you to get this game. So okay, I you could, don't even understand. Because I was gonna crazy. say we gotta we gotta stream it, but it's, My... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that they're gonna bump the release date. Usually Amazon does that. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll probably get the email on Monday that it's gonna get to you on Tuesday. So hey, man. Uh, that would be a perfect time to start streaming. Yeah, wouldn't might, it might jump on switch you know i'm on like, youtube now like, <laughs> might take over all the blocks like, caffeine holla at me <laughs> heard hey, y'all doing deals we do need to hit up caffeine though that would be i heard they're doing deals so i'm just saying y'all need to holla at me i, I would call, i could do that i can call plan. my guys there i got i got a homegirl there i want to be the what t grizzly is to gta for for uh hogwarts for, academy yeah hogwarts academy <laughs> is it oh <laughs> <laughs> like is it, it's online. Like I need to have like the whole little yeah. I'm about to come on. Listen, I'm. You want to role play Harry Potter? Yeah, hell yeah. I'm not a Harry Potter guy. I don't know anything about it. Me either. I don't know any. So, so you gotta. You never watched the movies? No. You never read the nah. books? Here's my thing, right? I read like the first book. I, I don't even want to get on you. too woke. You too woke. This nigga, don't, he, don't, he don't fuck <laughs> with it because of J.K. Rowling. No, that's not even it. I've never oh, fucked okay. with it. I never fucked with that, that's, that's funny. I remember. Way, that's a crazy way to pop the show off. I just say because niggas be on that. Like, oh, J.K. Rowling, she, she's saying this, she's saying that. I'm like, I don't even. I thought she was a. a I thought that was a fake name. <laughs> J.K. Rowling? What the fuck name is J.K. Rowling? Please. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I just remember when the books came out too. I had friends in school who didn't read the book just because of religious reasons. So I, I don't know. Like I, I know it passed over a lot of people. I remember that because yeah. people thought you was, he was worshiping the devil. Really? I, yes, bro. A lot no, of. I think they're of... just. I mean, the the arts and black magic part of it. That is, I could see how that could not gel with Christianity and and other forms. I, but of that. I feel like, listen, man. Niggas is way is is Christians, but not really Christians. Like you could say, yeah. you could say, oh, I'm, oh, I'm fucking Harry Potter is the devil. Then go smoke crack. I saw people be like atheists, but not really atheists. I always exactly. the joke I always make is like people are like oh, atheists. I don't believe in God. Oh, I'm just spiritual. I'm not religious. But then it's like if you about to die, you're gonna be like, oh, oh God, God. <laughs> oh God, save me. Thank you. Please don't kill me, God. Like I always say that. Like they could go plane going down, start praying. Like <laughs> don't, don't nobody when the plane going down said. I'm atheist. Just, just quiet. <laughs> <You> just... <laughs> well, this is it. <laughs> nah, man. Atheist. Uh, uh, shout out to y'all, though, man. I was about to like, make some big generalizations, but we're on YouTube now. So. <laughs> <laughs> nah, atheist might... It's a dark episode. Atheist nah. might tap in. No, but... Nah, shout out to them. Th- that's, a, that's a good opportunity to, to, to stream would be to, to watch you play that game for the first time. I'm, a, I, I'm wondering how long it's going to take you to get through the character creation process of that shit. Oh, it's, I'm, you know I got to get the fit down, so I'm going to do the they whole face scan and shit. They I'm, wear- <laughs> I'm going to have some trim on my robe. I'm coming, <laughs> coming right, stitching all different. But yeah, you, February 10th, I'm going to check in on Amazon with you on that, but yeah. it, it, should, it should be coming out. That's a good way to do it. Like We want to do more stuff with YouTube. We want to stream. We want to like connect with our viewers and, and our listeners too. So it's a, it's a great way to start. And of course, with everything we build in, um, and I think another thing to announce is that we're going to be changing some of the Patreon tiers pretty soon as well. Um, yes. So stay tuned to that. Next episode, all will be revealed. I guess because we just, we hit that we hit a year yeah. on the Patreon. You know what a I year. mean? So 
thank you guys for that and the support has been magnificent. You guys see the changes <laughs> in yeah, every single shit, week. Shit you know what I'm Almost every episode. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, like like we we that that's all thanks to you guys and you guys really like put pushed us through that and again from amp to now to YouTube, like we we all over the place. You know what I'm saying? So give us the deal. Give us the deals, bro. Give us the deal. Hold on, let me set up the there we go. We we are. Give us the deals, man. Give us the deal. We need that. Uh ep- last episode of Amp had um Jeremy Corrales on it. Great episode. Great oh episode. We we could have went longer. That's the thing. That's that was the amp episode, so I always feel too short sometimes. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to negotiate on air here. But if they want us to go longer, then this guy. <laughs> you're, 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 hey, I'm, am I wild? Like, nah, not at they, all. If they want us to go longer, then you know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's a great. That's a great episode, though. You'll you'll find it on the end of this one. Um, Jeremy's one of my good friends. Yeah. Love his perspective on just hip hop and music. I was shocked um, that. The Max B story. Yeah, we I never say that. We never usually like get our research wrong. So I like, kind of knew. I think he had, he had told me before, but I was just like, eh, let's talk about it. Still talk about it. Set me up bad. Hey, I was man. like, I heard you were in the dock. Hey man, it's it's. I'm still haven't listened to it yet, but shout out to Jinx. I think he does that. Yeah, right? Jinx. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, he he got replaced, and you can hear all about that story, and you know why he feels as though that happened. Um, he he was in good spirits about it. Yeah, yeah you know, he's general. still to me like the top Max biologist. Yeah, uh, nah, he world. absolutely like he's put me on the shit. So yeah. Uh, Shout out to Jeremy. Absolutely. I, and I think, again, we say this all the time, like, that was our favorite amp episode. That was our favorite one. It's like, we had a string of just, like, bomb-ass episodes yeah. for the past couple of past couple of weeks, like, from Bansky to uh, Pierce was a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, our Christmas episode was funny as hell. Our Christmas episode was, was fire. Yeah. I was also going to say Jeremy's new venture that he actually did announce on Black Print Radio, DVD Couture, has yeah. had me in a fucking headlock for the past couple of days. <laughs> How does he get those HQ versions of those DVDs? These are know, clear, it's a clear. Great Instagram account. That's uh, he's when you told me the idea, I'm like, oh shit, this is gonna go. And you know, he's at like Bun B reposted and fucking DJ Khaled and all type it, of shit. And it reminds me, have you ever heard of Catatonic, uh, Catatonic Youths? No, I haven't. It's a YouTube no. account of like. <laughs> really like shitty rock videos and band videos and stuff like that that's like you can't like you, it's almost like unreal that these things exist huh. it reminds me of not like in a bad way it reminds me of that and that you're archiving really crazy videos and stuff like that I'm, I'm gonna send you guys um some some links from that but like it's one of my favorite accounts to just laugh at and this hmm. is the, and, and i and again like mark you brought up a good point the other day in chat that it's like archiving stuff is very rare like it, it's yeah. it's like it's a lot of this stuff is gone you can't get mm-hmm. old smack dvds like when i was at caffeine one of the coolest things that ever happened and i think in my life was that they said hey i was like yo i want to be able to use old smack dvd footage and they were like okay we'll hit up smack and then smack gave me a whole folder I, i'm so mad i didn't save any of this shit like i'm pissed about that shit i didn't save any of it <laughs> wow i don't know why i didn't do it i had every he had every smack dvd that he ever did oh shit. every every DVD. single one every single and if you guys remember when i was when i was helping doing social over there i would post old clips yeah. i posted old mm-hmm. rap battle clips and stuff like that because like i was literally just watching them at work like i remember that moment i remember that moment but it's like in certain in certain you know situations some of these people still have this yeah, yeah. they just can't put it out so I, I like i think that was the biggest thing was that like we had to actually go through a lot of like whitelisting and Making sure that we we had the um the rights to post some of the freestyle and stuff because he was like I can't use this stuff you know what I mean it's just yeah. literally on his computer just sitting and he can't he can't put it back out he'll get arrested and you know that's that's just the hardest part about it so DVD Couture you're doing the Lord's work Jeremy you're doing the Lord's work thank you for the, for that like that's one of the 
my favorite accounts that I follow this week too. So. Might not want to say his real his full name again, just in case they they come after Jeremy bleep after, it. after Smack. Bleep it. <laughs> bleep it. <laughs> you gotta bleep that out. Uh, big week this week. No, I'm not talking about Super Bowl. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's not. We're not doing the Super Bowl week because you you definitely wouldn't have been here. Oh yeah, hell no. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm doing this remotely today. <laughs> it's Grammy week though. Grammy week. Ooh. I was about to say, who cares? But I work in the music industry. Shout out to bro, it, bro. I haven't. We haven't talked to Josh all week. Yep. <laughs> I know he's been around. Like it's, it's almost like that feeling, Mark, where it's like you know he's looming, but you don't know where he's at. I'm around. I'm around. <laughs> I have I have no idea how much things Josh has been working on for the past no. couple of days. I think it would scare me. Yeah, I, no. It's Grammy week is always an interesting week in the music industry because it's like everyone converges into LA. Yeah. And um, I, you know, it's funny, man. When they did it in Vegas that one year, that was weird. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's for me just being an LA native. I, the, the week has always come up in my lifetime since I've been like grown and yeah. just of age. So it's always just like one of the weeks where you just have those meetings that like are just like literally just like meet and greets. Yeah, they, they lead like to really, nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sometimes they lead to something, but they're literally just like, hey, like I'm in town, you're in town, let's grab a coffee, lunch, all that. I hate that call. So it's, it's like you get that call as soon as it's like Wednesday. It's like, hey, I'm going to be in town uh, Friday. I'm going to yeah. be on the other side of town, by the way. <laughs> some of it is like, you know, like I said, some of it's beneficial. So it's like you make time for it and you do it. Um, then just in between all of that, like the people in town is all the events. and Yeah. And, um, you know, that's just that's one part of it. That I'm just like, oh, man, like I, I've just I'm like tired of going out sometimes. <laughs> you don't go out as much. as You probably have gone out this week my energy just be low like I'm yeah just going out and shaking the hands and doing the whole thing I'll just be talking like, catching yeah. up i literally be tired it, it, it's a tiring thing it's like there's always like again like that big event where it's like everyone's in town everyone wants to meet everyone wants to eat and it's like you don't like i think people live from grammy week to grammy week or from coachella to coachella they don't understand what happens in between it so it's like hey that restaurant's not around anymore or there's like a new restaurant out and it's like i gotta go try it it's like yeah. no one's going to this it's, shit it's, it's funny it's that it's a little bit of that it's just like oh it's so many people in town that's like not even of the music industry right not even like like my whole thing with grammy weekend too is like if i'm not invited if i'm not nominated right i'm not going for me not even i'm definitely not going to the grammy <laughs> but i'm not going to do the whole grammy crawl yeah like of the whole week <laughs> it's like if i'm not nominated i'm not like and maybe that's just why i'm different yeah. i don't know maybe it, it's it's beneficial to some people to do that right but um but I keep I think about all the people in town around Grammy weekend mm-hmm. and then just like all the traffic and like Especially it's just tonight. A lot, Especially man. tonight. I mean it starts at what five here, air at eight here, which is the mm-hmm. strangest shit to me. But then it's like everything in between it is just so crazy. It's like that B T weekend too. And then yeah, well BT's are yeah, B T weekend. It's a couple <laughs> weekends like that in LA. <laughs> Um, but for Grammys too, like I'm just I'm so hip hop, like it's like fuck the Grammys. Like yeah. I'm still on that. Like I, I really feel like they I mean they've done right by some albums, hip hop albums that I appreciate. Tyler's being one. Uh nice. his Call Me If You Get Lost and Nas and but I also feel like they don't really give a fuck about hip hop. And they only care about hip hop because it's beneficial to them. So it's like, you know, even the way they treat like, you know, the less popular genres that they've always revered. It's like rock and pop. It's like those right. always are kind of front and center in right. some aspect. And now it's hip hop is only front and center because it's popular. Yeah, and like they're this year they're doing a fiftieth anniversary performance, Lil Wayne, Jay Z. Oh uh, they're doing a fiftieth of hip hop? 
That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Melly. Uh, Hip Hop turns 50 on August 11th, yep. I believe. Yep, yep. They, um, they're digging up Melly Mel again <laughs> and Grandmaster Flash. Really? And them. Yes, bro. Oh, man, that's going to be I'm like, bro, we don't got a Hell of a bridge. It, it, it makes me think, like, hip hop is really not that old, okay? So it's... it's well, 50, is, 50 is, is impressive for the genre, but you're right, it's not that yeah. old. It's not that old. And I think that, like, for them to put all these people on there, half these people have never been nominated, maybe. Jay Z is probably the most decorated rapper in that whole that whole list, um, mm. but then you also have people that are nominated this year. To me, that like I feel really strongly about the future noms. Like I feel like they need to do right by him this year, but I, I know that they're not. I literally don't even give a fuck. That's the one thing, man. I mean, like, I'm not watching. I'm just saying, like for him to be nominated and for, you know for an album yeah. like singularly, it would be nice. It It'd would be, be nice. nice for him to get some recognition. No, definitely. I think I uh, yeah, it would be nice. Like I don't like ultimately don't care only care because future is nominated that's the only thing i care about this year he's not nominated i'm gonna go about my life but it's like that's what i feel like is not fair is that they don't know how to properly quantify or classify this new era of rap it's like even with, with tyler shit it was like yo it it, it I, didn't they have him in like rap and it wasn't really like it was the first album igor yeah, the, yeah. The igor was that's why it. it's like for me and 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 maybe it's just, just me growing older and just getting more introspective about art but I look at like fine art, right? Fucking artists, painters. They mm-hmm. don't really have like awards. They don't have like the top artists of the year. Like they get this, this art. They it's get just, money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them do. Some of them don't. A lot of artists are broke. Um, but I just been thinking about everything in the span of art now, and I'm just like, the awards don't really matter. Like if it's impactful and people care and it's permeating culture and people like are are affected by it right. and, and influenced by it, right. then that's just what matters. And we all know that Future's influence is bigger than a Grammy. Bigger than multiple Grammys. Right. Yeah. And you know, like I think about Thug. I don't know if Thug has a Grammy, but Thug should have a Grammy. He like, got one for Havana, I think. Yeah. And he was featured on it. But none like singular. Camila Cabello won a Grammy? I thought she did for Havana. Didn't he win one for Havana or something? Probably not. His future got one, but it was from being on King's Day. Yeah. He don't got one singular. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought about that too. Like Oh, so that's just my thoughts on that. And that's why, like, even with the list, like, I'm kind of like, no one wins. Yeah. I just want to show you just the <laughs> shit that I appreciate. Right. And, like, I think if the Grammys was more in line with that, I would be uh, a bigger proponent and fan of it. Like, I'm not even a part of the Grammy board. Like, I, I've, you I, I've, some people have asked me to join. I'm just like, for what? It's like voting to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, not like that one. It's not like, it's not like presidency. I mean, <laughs> It's not like Donald. I had a good conversation about this the other day. We don't have to go no, there. We're but not going there. Shout out to voting, man. I vote. <laughs> I, I do like, vote, but. You just said it was pointless. It is, I didn't say it was pointless. I, I, I said it's like vo- voting, where it's like you vote, and it's just like, here we go. Like, <laughs> hopefully. Like, you got to vote and pray nowadays. Like, well, well, well. I hope everybody else did the right thing. I feel like. I feel like there's proof to the contrary of that <laughs> presidential voting. You know why I'm thinking about this too? This is so the side note. This is tangent time. Jesus Christ, here we go. I just been thinking about online sports betting, man. That was when I re- <laughs> that was when I really wanted to pass. Like you understand? Like I still that was one vote I casted in my lifetime that I was like, man, like. But you got democracy. Un- let's go! Like <laughs> you gotta understand why they why they probably didn't want that to happen. Like Man, I don't no even that- want to understand. We are right. okay. You're right. You're Back right. to the Grammys. I thought you were talking about something way more serious than fucking. <laughs> I just for California that should have passed. Like I, will, I'll be up right now. I, did you? I feel like that would like cause a rise of like more casinos around here too. I just want an online sports bet, but 
FanDuel, it'll pass in get two at years. me. It'll pass in two years. Right, real talk, FanDuel, get at me. Like we should be in it'll business pass together. In two years. I, still I love got, you guys. I still, still got to hit up bands to uh, meet up with him. He's been he's been waiting to me for a couple of weeks now. Oh shit! Because I want to get in touch with his people so that we can get that FanDuel uh, look. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna we're gonna get it. I'm working I'm working angles here. I'm working plays here. Uh, quick note, by the way, uh, Havana was nominated in pop, did not win, but Young Thug did, does have a Grammy. He was on Childish Gambino, This Is America. Oh, This Is America, yeah. Oh, and Reese got one too, right? No, he didn't, but shout out to Reese. <laughs> for no, honestly, God, I, I, terrible shot, man. Come on. <laughs> I, I didn't say I'm supporting people this year. <laughs> shout out to Reese. He actually did put that help put that record together. Um, he should have got a Grammy. It wouldn't have been possible without him. I mean, he should at least got some type of like recognition, a plaque, letter, something. He should get a plaque. Why does he have a plaque for that record? Reese, Reese got Thug and Twenty One all on all on that record. Yeah, uh, I don't think he got Twenty One. I know he got Thug on that record. I he think, helped facilitate. Oh, okay. I think like, Twenty One was already kind of working with Charles Gambino at that yeah. point. I just know he helped. Yeah, because he was on that. One. I don't even want to take credit for anything he helped facilitate. Right, is what right. he did. So, yeah. so yeah. at the very least, give him a plaque, guys. Come on. ASF list probably mean more than the Grammys. No, nah, absolutely. Back to my point too. Like, I think that's why I put that list together. Like, even with the Grammys and the nominations, like, it doesn't even feel like prestige—not even prestigious, but like, it doesn't feel like they're celebrating the artists they nominated. Like, it's always so it's, controversial it's and so type of like, even beyond being promo, it's always so controversial. It's always such um, a contentious thing. It's like who got nominated, who didn't. It's like it was it the best, was it just the best selling? Like. Mm. It doesn't even, you're not even appreciating the art. Yeah. And then, you know, you win and then, you know, that's a great moment for the artists and shout out to them. And like, shout out to Steve Lacey. He better win record of the year, song of the year, all the, all the year song type shit. Steve Lacey better win or this shit bogus. And he probably won't win. You said, I don't know. Cause this shit bogus. Yeah, it is. I, like, that's that's like, it's just bogus. Because people are like, "Oh, Beyonce better win," and I'm like, eh. "Come on, man!" <laughs> like, Steve Lacey brought the whole sure? world together with that record. That's what I'm saying. Like, we should. Like, I, I feel like the foregone conclusion is that Beyonce better win, and I'm just like, I, like, I'm not not to be like, don't don't kill me, Beehive here, but it's it's like, yo, they stacked the deck against her, bro. Like, they, they, I'm like the Lacey look. What else is on that list, Mark? I know you know. I'm looking at album of the year right now, trying to find where album of the year is. Um, where are the nominations? It's probably Adele, Beyonce, Adele for like. But the, didn't Adele put out something? Harry like, Styles, quiet. Adele with Bad the quiet, Bunny, the quiet release. Oh, yeah. I, super, super I mean, it's, it's it's I don't know. I, I hear the Adele record. You do? I do. I kind of like just it's one of the records you hear the voice. You're like, oh shit, Adele. Like, I, I ain't never heard that one. But it, it don't feel like it was like. I feel like her last ones was like genre shifted like, i mean that's how beyonce last release felt and, like, yeah. and, and we questioning it right it's now quiet quiet releases from superstars but that aren't really quiet though i think we're so looking for the like i Zeitgeist think it's yeah mm-hmm. like even with kendrick people's like quiet but it's like kendrick numbers are up he owned the moment when he put out his record it was a moment like i think these superstar artists it's like yeah, we can change the game and do something new, but also like you're just gonna take it for what it is and be like, mm. it's just gonna cover all speakers and you're just gonna be like, oh, like I miss rollouts though. Yeah. I think that's what my thing is that I feel like, I, I, and that's probably where I differ now with why with the way things go now is that like I miss the way things rolled out where it was like we got we're gonna have two videos for the album come out all that stuff like I mm. miss that. Yeah, it, I, I it allows say. me to it allows me to sink into what the feel and the look is of the album. Yeah. Like Kendrick putting the videos after, which is kind of like and one of them I didn't even see. I didn't see the um. Um, the the first one that he released in a movie theater, I didn't see that one yet. 
Which one? We the cry one together? with uh, we cry together. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's on YouTube now. Okay, I I never yeah. saw it, so it's like you you don't know what the what the vibe or the feel is gonna be because the the yeah. album is not like the Heart Five. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's not like that point. at all. So yeah. it's like I, it, you can't use that video as a litmus for what the rest of it's gonna be like. Like even with Drake, I, I'm like, yo, the anti rollout is just something I'm not a fan of. Like I I really want to know what the feel of the album is before it comes out. Like yeah. there was that moment in 2013 where. That started from the bottom video came out, and I was like, "Oh, that's what he's going for this time." That shit's kind of hard. You know what it is, though. I think rollouts have changed, and I think mm-hmm. that's one thing that fans have to uh, kind of accept. It's not even that it's like anti rollout, yeah. Because a lot of these artists you talk to, they're like, "Yeah, I had a rollout. I did all. The, I, I put out the. <laughs> I did everything. No, like literally, you I post on Instagram. You, you maybe speak to Kendrick's team. Like, oh yeah, we teased the record, then yeah. we did this. Like it was a rollout. Like it's just shorter rollouts <clears throat> because attention spans are shorter, right? And I think that's what the music industry is adjusting to, but. You mentioned Drake, and I'm like, when you mentioned no rollout, I'm like, oh, he did the little vignettes where they kind of spoofed a different hip oh, yeah, media. Yeah. Like that was yeah. the rollout. I'm, I'm, I meant for like, I feel like CLB was like a real. I, I liked that album a lot. I, I know a lot of people didn't like it, but like I liked it a lot. But I was like, I would have loved for Way Too Sexy to come out before the album came out, not the you. day of. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Because after we put that out, he just stopped promoting it altogether. Yeah. He was like, it's going to do what it's going to do. But then you had the other record that came out before. Didn't you have one like the wedding joint? Or was that? I'm that was, uh, that oh, that's, was I'm never mind. That was never mind. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, honestly yeah. never mind. He had, honestly had more yeah. videos for that. He didn't have he records didn't come out before to, uh, the record. Before no, CLB. we didn't. We hadn't even heard Way Too Sexy until like the well, day the, the shit came out. Was the Dirk record on the CLB? The Dirk record, um, no, it was not. It was. It, was it wasn't. It that wasn't. was his. Laugh like, now. That was the pandemic. Was Another thing with with Drake too that I think people and this is why he's so special, and I think this is why a lot of artists can't do what he do. His lifestyles are roll up. Yeah, that's like true. literally, like he he playing basketball with his homies and that just turned into the rollout for the pro- yeah. project the chains now the pharrell chains that's yeah, a rollout like <laughs> that's like it's just like his lifestyles are rollout. I was looking yeah. at something the other day. Um, remember when he had like the whole revenge thing? Yeah. And I was looking like uh, Kevin Durant had like a revenge chain and like a photo shoot. And I was yeah. just like that. Like that was dope. I looked at that. and was like, that's dope. And that's dope that you got it. That's dope. Yeah. Like that's a rollout. Like, Cause it's like, but what I saw with the Beyonce thing too, is like, and to, to both of our points is that fans wanted videos. And well, she, and fans wanted videos. I saw like, what the videos at? I was going to mention that Beyonce. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some type of visual elements to this album at some point. Um, for me, I think she's such a special artist yeah. in the sense of like a Michael Jackson, where it's like right. I, I I wanted to see those videos, like I wanted to see mm-hmm. her as moonwalk on some temples and shit. Like I know she's gonna come with some wild shit on the perform on a, on a, on a concert. Right? Yeah, like I know, but not even the performance of it. I'm wait. I want to see like the video aspect yeah. of it, like the storytelling aspect of it. Um, I'm sure that happened at some point. I know the shows are about to be amazing, but I I, I agree. Like I, I feel like. I wanted to see more visual from her coming because into it. Because it's the cover. Bro. Yeah, it's still, it's yeah. It, cover. Well, I will say it's, and for artists like her, it's not too late. Yeah, Like, true. you know, new artists, like, it's like, nigga, you, you, you blew it. Because now, right now, like, Cuff It is like the biggest record off of this. That's what I'm saying. She like, just dropped the remix. Yeah, like, like you could definitely do something with that. Cuff It's probably one of the biggest TikTok records out right now. Not even taking advantage of the record, but also just like, that rec- that being a moment right now is energy mm-hmm. to go into the next the DVD or yeah, whatever yeah. the fuck comes where yeah. it's like and there are there are there are three parts to this trilogy too that's so it's not another like... thing too oh yeah I forgot about I that. would see I could honestly see a scenario where it's like three parts of the music come out and then a movie or something yeah a whole and, movie of yeah. all three pieces of it and that would be Should insane because be, yeah. Beyonce is usually noted for doing that with Lemonade did that with the self titled she could do it you know what I really like from Beyonce just speaking to her. I, I like Carmen the Hip Hopper. I have that on DVD actually. 
With Mackay Fife? <laughs> yeah, Mackay Fife, I think. I don't even remember the movie. I remember. Niggas uh, don't remember because they tried that? to scrub it. They tried to scrub it. They, they did try and scrub it. Because it wasn't that it, bad. It, it premiered on MTV. Yeah, Bow Wow was that. in it rapping yeah. and shit. It was cool. Like, that was like, I don't and she, I, I'll say she had a lot of like stop starts before she finally found what she was, she was I mean, trying to do. It's funny, man. People are like, say that. And I'm like, that's artistry. That's what happens. That's what happens with true talent, true yeah. artists that come up. You like, fail. You, you're in a group, you do this. So you like, Nigga, Charlie Wilson was in the motherfucking uh, what was it the, yeah, the Gap Band? Niggas damn near forget Charlie Wilson. <laughs> like you, for real, like in the Gap Band. I swear to God, you ask a lot of these young niggas that got songs with Charlie Wilson, they probably don't even know he in the Gap Band, right? So it's like it's just different. Like that's just how shit goes. And like I hate that we're in a day and age where we're like, you got to go from discovered artist to superstar like like yeah. billy eilish you gotta be in your bedroom making music and now you're a superstar it's like nah like you might be a writer and then you might be a future artist and yeah. then you might put out a record that don't do too well then you might go back and change your whole shit and then you figured it out now you're yeah. a huge artist and like i think that is the more interesting story and i think that's what people should be giving artists the grace to do sometimes support black art yeah, I don't know. I, that was a little bit of a tangent. No, but it was. I, it was good. It's a good. It's a good tangent because the thing is, is that people don't remember that side of Beyonce, and, and it's the same thing I say about yeah. like Jay Z. I feel like a lot of people's entry point to Jay Z is like Blueprint Three. That's a good point. Like I, I feel like a lot of people like, and that was when he was kind of at the peak of his pop powers in the new era, and mm. people don't really talk about. To me, like people my age talk about Blueprint. Like newer people don't really talk. They talk about Four 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 now. Yeah, I mean, I I just I'm a real Jay Z fan, but I feel you. I there are fans talking about like Jigga what, Jigga who? Like no, I don't know. He don't even perform it no more yeah. like that. That's like, a good point. It's a good point. He don't he don't he don't he don't talk about that era no more, and that's why I'm just like, even if we were to talk about him in the Nas beef, you can't find none of those interviews no more. You can't find when he went to Hot 97. Yeah, was mad. Like you can't find none of that, and it's like that's been scrubbed too. It's like you gotta you gotta see when artists don't do the best. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they always got to put their best face on, but it's like they never talk about I lost the beef or I put out a movie that was kind of shitty, but I can laugh about it now. Like no, like it's 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 perfectly curated, but like they get to tell the story, and, and we don't get to see the story anymore. It's it's kind of weird. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good way to think about it. I've I've really been um, I really just been taking a step back and like. I don't know. People are so critical of art sometimes, especially black art. Um, you kind of got to appreciate it the same way you appreciate other people's art. Like, I feel like we give other genres and other just people just grace to kind of fail and come back. And we don't give ourselves that sometimes. So I give nobody grace. Huh. I give no one grace. And speaking of, she's going to criticize. I got to <laughs> criticize something. Criticize what, man? Because we, we watched some things. I know you watched it. What? A movie. Oh, I've watched a few movies in my lifetime. I know this week though. Oh yeah, <laughs> this past week. Let's get to it. We gotta we gotta talk about you people on Netflix. Yes, yeah, just a film. <laughs> I'm just like just a I, film. It's, I said interesting film. I, I I for me it wasn't. It's funny. I watched it. Be be clear. I'm a huge fan of Kenyon Burr. Yeah, me too. Like, and we've we've and, and people who watch this the spot uh, yeah. regularly know that. Like, they we know, always we, pick them up. We, we love. Like, I feel like Black as Fuck is one of my favorite shows of the past couple of years. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. Got three seasons. Yeah, I wish that would have stayed around. I really. That it was, was a really great funny. fucking show, right? Yeah. So, I go into you people as a fan, and then I come out of you people like. Yo, King, you got it. We got to talk. Like, <laughs> I, I, really, office. <laughs> I got to talk. We got to talk with Kenya, bro, because I feel like. Well, there's a couple things I feel about it. Like I don't know how you felt about it at the end, but I'll just say yeah. like I'll just say right now, like I feel like it made, I, I feel like it kind of made 
us look really it made black people look kind of like mean and like like not nice at all in this movie like i feel like i feel like we were the most the least likable people in this movie and the white people were more likable than us and i was like that's not you got eddie murphy like and you you make him a character that you don't want to like and i I, I didn't like that yeah i just didn't i mean the concept to me is just like when i heard about the concept i'm like all right like they're not seeing like (laughs) who's in it i'm like jonah hill okay like i you know love all people Love Jonah Hill, honestly. Like yeah, he's one know. of my he's dope, good perspective. Used to live on Fairfax, used to come hang out yeah, all the time. Yeah. Love that guy. But also I'm thinking like I think that he's just such the stereotypical white guy that dates a black girl. Yeah. And like I it's just like um it's like all right. Did it feel weird that like it was Lauren London in this role? Because like I feel like in a way, and don't get me wrong here, like she she. I feel like she's a good actress. I feel like she was miscasting the role because it's like we I got her on such a pedestal and I feel like a lot of people got her on a pedestal where it's like I can't see her with nobody else. Yeah, I think and that's I mean, if that's the case then she needs to stop acting. That's true. I, I'm gonna just if that's what the argument that people it's, have. It's not fair. And I know it's not fair to, yeah. to say that for from my end, but it's like when I look at it, I'm just like I'm like, I can't see it. Like <laughs> I, I just can see, see I can see it and then I also just think that if she just wasn't there was no chemistry. That's what it is. There was is. no chemistry. I didn't feel it because like, and, and I hate to like use this as a, as a reason for the movie, but it's like, I the, I didn't feel it when they were hugging. I didn't feel it when they kissed like well, nigga, twice the, in the movie. The kiss was, one of the kisses was a CGI kiss. Yes, it was. That's crazy. I was like, I saw that and I was like, that's was, weird. Yeah, Mark, it was CGI. And, and there's moments in the movie where Eddie Murphy's at a park and they're playing basketball and he's like taking, he, he's he's taking video of, the, of, of yeah. Jonah Hill playing basketball. He's behind green screen in Venice. And I was like, was this a reshoot? Um, that's, yeah, it was, I don't know. I mean, the movie was just interesting, man. The concept, um, just the casting, um, a lot of the stereotypes and tropes were just like, stu- like the Muslim angle was just like, Eddie Murphy is not a believable Muslim. No, no, no. Akbar is his name. Eddie Murphy's Muslim? Yes. Get this, Mark. He's an anti-vax Muslim. <laughs> like it was just funny to me. It was like, man, uh, if like that's what I be feeling like, niggas just be like doing shit, just trolling. Yeah. Like Kenya and Jonah wrote this together. I'm just like, y'all was probably just high, just like saying yeah, anything. We just about to just yeah, get, get a Netflix back. He's a, he's an anti-vax Muslim named Akbar. Which I'm just saying, I, mean, I ain't never heard of that name in, in some years. Nah, bro. that nigga Kofi, he had a Kofi from Burn. Yeah, it was weird. Like it was just really weird. It was just. But but I mean to contrast the black family because Neil Long is plays the mother. Does Farrakhan yeah. wear a kufi? It was just a weird like. <laughs> I'm like I ain't even really like. It, it was I didn't like it. I nah, I, I, I didn't like that either. And, and like in comparison to the white family and like I I don't want to like seem like, you know, it's something that's like agreeable or like that yeah. I would you know in real life like be okay with it. But like they seemed a lot less worse than the black family did. Like well, they it, were completely accepting of the of the relationship. They were a little ignorant. The mom was really ignorant and wasn't really accepting. And that and I I, I will I agree with you. I feel like they had they less. both had their <laughs> angles, and but like Laura London and the mom angle was just like like even the like her monologue at the end. I'm just like that was what, did, what are you mad at again? She I, went all I, I for didn't her. know what the fuck she was mad. At. It was very much like a black woman. <laughs> yeah, like you like, just start <laughs> screaming at me. I'm just like so like the, the, <laughs> what's going on? And me and Josh are t- trying to tell Mark who has not seen this movie about this movie. So like in the movie, like they they for one, it's too fucking long. Yeah, it's two hours. This long. is a big spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Don't you watch guys, it. Yeah. Don't worry. So like th- throughout the movie, you got Joan and Eddie hanging, and you got um Lauren and Julia Louis Louis Dreyfus in in the movie. And I kind of sort of hanging. They see so, I, yeah. they weren't really hanging. Like, they were just going places. Yeah. I, I liked Julia Louis Dreyfus in this movie. 
I thought okay. she was funny. I thought you and David hey, Duchovny was funny. You know who I liked in this movie? David Duchovny was hilarious. He was when he did the John Legend shit. Had <laughs> me <laughs> crying. That shit was funny. But though, you know who was great in this movie? Mike Epps. No, Mike Epps was amazing. Amazing. He has one of the best jokes of the whole movie. Yes. When he called him Barry White. Barry White. White. Barry White. That was the best joke in the movie. But fucking young Miami, Carisha. She's great. She's great. I I I like her as like the like but again the friend. The wig like So they're hanging, right? So all of the hangouts with Eddie and Jonah's character, his name is, uh, what's his name? Easy? What's his name? Uh, Ezra? Ezra. Which I'm like, what yeah. kind of fucking name is that? Children of the Corn. Yeah, he's a um, podcaster. Look he's a this. podcaster who wears streetwear. The society is making me feel real funny about podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo. So every time they hang, though, right, Josh? Eddie's always trying to put him in a position where he could get beat up or hurt or embarrassed. It was just stupid. It was, like, it was, why it was mean. Why taking this white guy to a black barbershop? And wearing a red hoodie and, and a crip hood. And it's Fake just like, ass crips. Like, if, oh my they, God. No one would say anything to this white guy. Let's just be clear, bro. Like, he's just, he's a white nigga that showed up with a black dude. Like, it's just, it just is what it's. They all up and down Adams right now. Nobody's but, <laughs> but, So when, when Lauren hangs out with the mom, she takes her to a spa. And she sees like there's there's a there's a situation where she misreads as like racism where she lets a white woman in, but she has to wait. And she says, "Oh well, you made her go. You let her go, but we gotta wait because I'm with a, I'm with my black daughter-in-law." Da, da, da. She was, and you find out the girl works there, so it was like, "Oh, big shock!" Like you, you know. But the thing is, is that it it would it would have only worked if Julie Louis Dreyfus had actual discrimination. Yeah. And then the, mm. the movie doesn't really show you that she was discriminatory at all. She was just way too. A much of an ally to a point where she was annoying so at the end of the movie um lauren london's character says you treat me like a doll i'm not a doll because she asked her like oh like what, what kind of hairstyle is that so i can know you would do it next time and it was like okay i get that that's annoying I, but i got <laughs> I, I got where they were trying to go with it. it's almost like oh you just want a black daughter-in-law and like you just want to tote me around and yeah it's just like man yeah like for that that's that type of that concept for a movie is such a sticky situation you gotta do it right bro and you it's can, also I, not creative too. yeah it's not and honestly it's just like and it's just like i just know like like you probably should have cast a dark-skinned woman because that's what these mm. interracial couples be looking like yeah that's what you probably like you got like if you're gonna do it do lupita, it right it's lupita. Such a, lupita would have been great it's such a yeah, she would have she would have tongued down jonah hill boy i tell you <laughs> he would have tongued her down <laughs> shit that would have been hot <laughs> see see how that goes <laughs> nah I don't know man I just think that's it's a sticky situation but I also it really is like there there was situ- there, there's a there's a part where young Miami's weave gets burned like the koofy gets burned or no she not not ri- she rips it off I enjoy like but so, like, like all of the things the white look young Miami rips a koofy off no, no her the mom, wig the her, mom. her her bracelet gets caught on her wig and it rips her wig oh, off but that's the thing I that, thought that was funny that's the thing that I hated was that like why did everything the white family did was like clearly an accident and you could forgive them for yeah. but everything the black family did was deliberate and they hated they hated well, Ezra from the beginning Eddie, yeah, the Eddie character is just funny like you, see this this is why I'm so conflicted about this movie because I said this before when I watched it, I enjoyed. It. I watched it all the way through. I enjoyed it. I laughed. Yeah. I laughed yeah, at a few like parts. I laughed at a few parts. It's just a crazy concept, and it just wasn't executed the best. And I feel like, you know, you like I said, going back to critiquing art. All right, you're always gonna have those moments where it's just like, oh, this shit is just like, this doesn't, this just doesn't make sense. <clears throat> that happened a lot in this movie. Yeah, and that's the knock against it. But I, I enjoyed it. Like I. I 
I was watching something the other day. I turned that shit off. <laughs> what? Like, oh, I wish I could remember the name of this shit. Oh, my God. Who's in it? Hold on. I'm about to get the name I, of I want to talk about why you people kind of resonated with me. And, and, okay. and, and like, I feel like I, I, I've, I've been in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, I'm, mar- <laughs> I'm married to, not like that situation, like, <laughs> like the movie. But, like, I've been in a situation where it's like, no, and I'm pretty sure you have before too, Josh. You 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 dated somebody, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah. That's that's not black before too, but it's like going into something. I ain't never really been in that. I mean, you know, you never met the parents. I met the parents, but they they was fucking with me. They was fucking with well, me. No, I'm not saying that my wife's parents didn't fuck with me. I'm saying like we've been in a situation where where it's, where it's been like, uh, okay, how do I say? What do I say? But like, you know, what movie I felt like handled that awkwardness really well. What? Get out when he was at the at the party. And they were like grabbing his muscles and shit. And I was oh, like, yeah. that's really how it be. Yeah. And this is really how it be. But this one was like, it was it was more so it was more so cringe than funny to me. It yeah. was more so like, ugh, like I, you know, nobody likes to be in that situation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and, and I'm not 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 to say that like my in-laws like put me in that situation, but it's like again, there's a there's a level of like culturally you don't always understand each other you know what i mean but it's like i was never like i hate these fucking crackers or i hate these fucking you know what i'm saying latino people you know what i'm saying i was yeah. never like that and and the, they came at it like that and it was just like that's just not how people act and that's why the movie didn't make sense no one acts like that yeah he was just overly just akbar like yeah like like the the brother to, uh, taco plays him oh yeah um i like it taco's part like wasn't bad like i just but what i didn't understand about his character is that he is also younger than all of them so how is he not progressive and if they're so conservative with what they want and, he kind of was just date, aloof to it was he no he went to the party in vegas because he wanted to ruin the, the honeymoon Sounds like some shit, little brother. Dude. That sounds weird. That old. That sounds weird. That's weird. <laughs> it was funny to me, man. But like, my thing is this: like, like story, story wise, like, if they were so conservative, then why was she even dating him in the first place? Yeah, it, it, it the, no her sense. dating situation, like the boyfriend in the beginning, then he let, like he never showed up again. It just doesn't really make sense. It makes to no me. sense. It was, but, it was um, not good. It wasn't. You good. know, the, I just thought about the, <laughs> the Vegas scene was funny. Actually, I was like, there's parts of the movie that are actually the cocaine funny. thing, and, and that was I think those were the parts that Jonah Hill touched up because you know he co-wrote it. Yeah. So there were parts mm-hmm. that he touched up. I could tell like the part where the boss was was talking about his dick or whatever, like. I, I, I can't joke. hold on. I can't attribute no jokes to Jonah and Chuck Sakina. You know, they can. they both wrote this together. They can. They both were no, getting. Jonah said he, he came through to touch up. Nah, I'm. You wrote this motherfucker together, bro. I'm just saying. I'm, that you y'all niggas wrote it together. You, I don't you know who touched what up parts. what. That's how know. writing works. I can't tell. I'm gonna say they wrote it together. I can I'm tell. Not, I can't tell. But my what made me just laugh while you were talking, and really, this is why the movie just never worked to me. I just don't believe Jonah Hill could pull a, a black woman. <laughs> and even just the way he did it, I just like, and that just like, you need a, like a cooler, smoother white dude. Like, I, why him? Who would, who would be the cooler, smoother white dude though? I don't know, man, but it ain't Jack that. Harlow's Jack Harlow. <laughs> nah, I mean, Jack Harlow would get further than Jonah Hill for sure. But, um, I think he'd be in a better movie. We're going to see. <laughs> Um, do you think do you, do you think that Netflix should continue going down these ventures though? Because Netflix is in a lot of ventures. hot water within the past couple of days. About what? Password sharing. I, I mean, I don't feel people like people revolting that, on that. I don't feel like that matches to to like what they're. Yeah, what this is just a be. movie that's good or bad. Kenya Kenya has a uh, overall deal with them, and that's what this comes out of. I think and I'm, he, he had like what two or three shows and like two movies or something like that. He has he has a, he has an overall deal with them. So, but and 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 all in all, I will wrap this up by saying. I watched the movie all the way through and I enjoyed it. 
I just looked up the movie that I turned off the other day. What? A lot of nothing. What is that? I don't know. It's some shit I rented on Prime the other day. I've been reading about. I gotta get my letterbox cracking. Yeah, please. Yeah, I, I've been I watch, I've been watching movies that just haven't been reviewing. Documenting. No, oh, them. what is this? Forty three percent on uh, <laughs> tomatoes. Forty three percent. By I was, the way, I was, so, watch, I was watching with my girl. I called it Malcolm and Spike Lee. This like is, Malcolm and Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So this is the synopsis, Mark. James and Vanessa are ostensibly the perfect married couple. Their lives spiral out of control when they decide to seek justice against a neighbor they saw commit a crime on the evening news. Stay out of people's business. Who's in this? Who are these people? I don't know. I just watched it. Is that the nigga from uh from Insecure? I think so, right? Ah oh, man, I'm supporting Black Art. <laughs> He's I cool. rented it, so they got them. They got my money. I, I don't no, think they got your. I don't think yep. they got your money. They did. I don't think they got your money. That's to go through like a distributor and stuff. They I got mean, paid already. Somebody got paid something. So not from a rental. Yeah, nigga, what the fuck you think? They got their money. They got their money already. Somebody got all right. So I, I've Amazon got your money. Somebody got paid for that. <laughs> the okay. Niggas, accounts payable Amazon and rentals do pay I, I've actually been going through this process you okay. do get paid off rentals the, even actors I mean not actors but like nigga actors don't make the movie nigga producers you mentioned Fairfax oh yeah man so we gotta talk about this R.I.P. to the to, R.I.P. to the block it's to over the Supreme on oh, Fairfax Scott, he came ready hey man you know I'm good at this yeah <laughs> I'm good at this I, so yeah, I got nothing Supreme on today so um this was this happened like Thursday I yeah, Thursday. It last day. It's funny. They <laughs> actually, man, and and a shout out to Supreme, I big corporation. You guys have done tons for the community and just what you guys are doing. Um, but it's funny. They actually put up a post announcing that Thursday was the last day, and then corporate made them take it down. The, they did. Yeah. Because I was wondering when yeah. the where the post was or anything. Because I only saw it off Twitter. Yeah, they put up a post and then corporate made them take it down. So, um, I guess they just want to keep it low key. Which it, is cool. Was it because they're moving somewhere else? Yeah, I mean they're moving. Uh, the, the big rumor, and people probably know by now, is that they're moving to um, the Tower Records building on Sunset. Wow. Yeah, so that's gonna be a new location. They have a parking lot, so it'll be a little smoother. Um, wow. Right, so they'll just they'll just inhabit a floor on there. The, no, the, so you're thinking of Amoeba, maybe? I am thinking of Amoeba. Tower right? is on. Um, I forget the street. It's like it's West Hollywood Sunset, and like. I forget past where. That's not. I thought Capital was in there. Is that in there? Nah, there's literally no. No one's in there. No it's one's been in there. Kind of vacant for a while. They've used it for pop ups. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be, be a big store. Over. Yeah, it's gonna be a big store. It's gonna be a. They have a parking lot. It'll be a better vibe, I think, for what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna put any type of skate bowl elements or whatever in there. They. they I mean, I saw the one in um the new one in New York, off mm. Green, I believe, and that one had like. Huge installations and stuff. So I, might. I, I'd imagine. Yeah. So, I mean, shout out to Supreme. It's just a business that's growing and building 19 years on Fairfax. I wish it would have did 20 just to, you know, just to give it a good round number. That's what I'm saying. That would have been dope. Like, But they, they were kind of outgrowing the space. It's like mm-hmm. the lines and just the people. And like, there's been people mm-hmm. like, you know, shout out to Hav, shout out to Jeff. Jeff and Hav have been there for 19 years. Yeah. It's crazy. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, can I, rem- I can remember... When I first time coming to LA in 2014, my friend Eric actually lived behind the Supreme store, like in those apartments, like um, behind Rosewood. It's like oh, you yeah. go by the hundreds and you take a right. He lived right there. And like he went to work and I walked all up and down Fairfax and it was it was just different. Like I, I, I was telling my wife, like, I'm, I'm so kind of sad that a lot of kids won't get to experience that ever again. You know what I mean? Like those 
Crook store. It was next to the Diamond store. It was next to this store. Like that was just a lineup. You 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 hit every one of them. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was, that was such a dope time, especially for somebody like me who had just come from Virginia. Like never seen anything like that before. And nah, it, it's it's crazy, man. You're right. Like it's it's a shame, but it's also just like you know, people things are evolving. Yeah. Fashion's evolving. Like. Back in the day, you know, you could go and hang out at Supreme or hang out in front of the hundreds or hang out in front of Diamond or Crooks. And you had the shop owners who kind of cared about the kids and gave them free clothes. And, and you know, you, you can't do that in front of Rick Owens. <laughs> you can't do that in front of Louis Vuitton. And, can't and, do it in front of round two. Yeah, I mean, you can. The round two is a little bit of a part, a part of the community enough to, to support kids and, you know, give them a little free shit here and there and give them the opportunity. But you know that's not happening at these high fashion houses, and mm-hmm. I think that's where uh, kids are shopping now. You look yeah. at the high school kids; they're wearing Balenciaga. Mm-hmm. Like literally, it's I, blowing I, my mind. <laughs> I, it'd be blowing my mind too. But it's like it, it's crazy. I think, um, you know, just the way because y'all think the kid that's wearing Balenciaga is a kid that's on the internet researching fashion, want to yeah. know what's up, and like that was the kid that was a streetwear kid at some point. So it's crazy just to see how you know tastes evolve and. um you know, it's it's a sad thing. We're losing our recipes. Yeah, we are. You yeah, really yeah. are. You said uh, you said two thousand four. You said nineteen years ago. What does a two thousand four Fairfax look like? Oh man, that shit was just like it was just supreme and fucking uh, what was this shit around the corner? Hundreds was like around the corner. Like I had an office at one point. Yeah. Um, you had like Turntable Lab, which is like just like a um a, a hip hop store. They sold like new releases and vinyl and shit like that mm-hmm. um what else was over there fresh jive had their shop and like the bookstore and like that shit was cool uh damiano's was like the pizza spot there was no fucking john and Vinny's. <laughs> there was no golf wing store uh langers what else it was cool it was a, it was just like it was such a bare block there wasn't much to do so we were just like in front of a couple shops just chilling yeah like we yeah. go to we go to Merrow's if you want some action or some shit like that canters that, yeah fairfax was like the not it wasn't quiet ever because it was always like a little traffic there yeah. but it was mad just like old thrift, thrift stores and jewish mm-hmm. chotsky shops and shit like that and like markets mm-hmm. like there was actually like a market that was across the street dice to always go to and that shit closed and turned into like fucking who knows popular demand or some yeah shit. flight club it, it entered like I, I think when i moved out here it was when things were kind of starting to change uh, in a lot of ways again like supreme was like at its hottest even hotter than that like shit it was it would even get hotter than that when i moved here and mm. I, I i'm blessed to have been able to at my time of the hundreds been able to work really closely to a lot of people on that block and meet a lot of people that were really dope around there and work on there because it's like my when i even think about it and talk about it, it's like that's like a dream come true to be part of that culture in some way, shape or form. And to see all of those people come up and see all the skaters and stuff like that. Like that was really cool to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I feel really blessed to be able to, to see that. And for that huge, you know, marquee store to be gone is like, it's crazy. Cause like now it's like, what is Fairfax now? It's a bunch of, a bunch of restaurants. Yeah. Which I'm not mad at. I think also it's just, you know, the evolution of the block. I think the restaurants over there are dope. Mm-hmm. Um, their continuation of the block in some sense is Bad Mash still there. Bad Mash is still there. Uh, you got trophies. You got John and Vinny's. You got Sweet Chick. It's a couple little spots there. It's, it's a good little area. Animal, mm-hmm. I think, is still over there. So, yeah. um, one thing that I was talking to a few shop owners about is just the fact that like the foot traffic is going to be going now. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's that's a huge you know part of just the restaurants business and just other clothing stores around there. So. Yeah. 
Um, curious to see how the block continues to evolve. Um, I think there will be some type of side effects to to Supreme leaving. What do you, What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think you know there's going to be some other stores leaving behind it. Mm. Um, Diamond's still there, of course. Yeah, so we'll see, man. Um, I think it's it's really really interesting times uh, in streetwear. Um, it's kind of like the wild wild west. Like there's a lot of old brands kind of fading away, new yeah. brands kind of coming up. So it's interesting. It's sad, man. I um I, I'm scrambling right now. Discord, my Discord was just blowing up. This is from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Nets are trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Wow, you know it's crazy. I just had a homie who was just like, "Yo, Luca, Luca gonna leave if the Mavericks don't make the moves." What? Wow. Shout Mark the Cuban, Mavs man. are sending Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie a twenty twenty. Wow, Spencer Dinwiddie's going fucking back to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> a twenty a twenty twenty seven first round pick and second round pick to the Nets. Kyrie Irving is gonna go join Luka Doncic. Damn, that's a that's a squad, man. I, I feel like their game is too similar, honestly. But yeah, he was gonna get the ball. I, it, <laughs> but da, Luca is so good; he's gonna adjust his game to Kyrie, and and not. Only thing I would think there's gonna be an issue is like personality. <laughs> like there might be some personality. Don't cash. call me a nigga, Luca. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be some like. But I think you know, Kyrie. The intent, see, it's how gonna, do we not get him? How honestly, do we not get him? I don't know. This is just straight up fucking. It's got to be Brooklyn Nets all over again because it's going to be a lot of ISO ball. I wanted Inglewood sources to pull this off so bad. I know, and I'm actually pretty I'm, upset. How did we it's not funny, get him? The homie, the homie posted the other day, so I'm not saying nothing about the Kyrie shit because he got mad at me <laughs> last time. <laughs> how did we not get this nigga, man? Oh there were just reports like a couple hours ago talking about the Los Angeles Clippers. And then obviously LeBron is doing fucking eye emojis and king crowns on Twitter. I would assume that that Laker deal was so doing you, pretty well. Would you imagine that they're, he's not going to stay in Dallas? If they, if, they, if, they, if they do a double flip, like if they try and flip Kyrie over to Dallas and then Mark Cuban flips Kyrie somewhere else? Oh, wait. He's got a long time on his contract left, huh? Uh, he got, I, I thought he was check. up this summer. For the Nets, he would be up wherever he goes, right? It's a possibility. I can't remember. Yeah, what I think his contract's up. His contract's up this year. Because yeah, he remember, might try to come to the Lakers after. Who yeah, knows? he might just go. He might just go to the Lakers instead of uh, signing trade or whatever the fuck or, or mm-hmm. whatever. Because the thing is, like, do you think he's gonna stay in Dallas? I don't think so. Yeah, he's not staying in no fucking Dallas. He's not staying. I Dep- think he might still end up. Depends somewhere. on what Dallas does. Depends on what Dallas does this year. Dallas ain't Mark. <laughs> Depends on what Dallas does this year. The Western Conference is actually pretty. Uh, well, obviously, I, re- I, I don't want to do the the Western Conference competitive shit that that this everybody does. But the Western Conference looks like a fight. I hate this shit, man. I'll tell you this much: Dallas ain't winning shit. They ain't winning nothing, man. They're not winning shit, and they They're don't six got enough in the time. West right now. They don't got enough time to figure it out. You gonna say you gonna, you think this season half a season and a half or half a season with fucking. Mm-hmm. Where Kyrie Irving is going to be successful? I don't think so. KD is out. KD is gone, bro. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how Kevin would feel. I don't know how Kevin would feel about this. But if there's anybody that would be pissed off, it has to be LeBron. But then again, LeBron James is going to have a good week this week anyway. You get to pass Kareem in a couple days. That's that. You think that matters more to him than a ring? I, I mean, it's generational stuff. Not I, I, generational is so overused, but it is monumental stuff that LeBron James is about to accomplish in these next couple of days. You are you are going to be the all time scoring leader, and you're not retiring within the next like maybe two three years. You're fuck gonna the, run that up. Fuck the score. He need a ring. Hey, wait, dude, did they play the 
The Pelicans, the Thunder tonight. They play the Pelicans yesterday. The, yeah, they play Thunder tonight, right? We gonna lose because we always lose. Mm. Did we beat the Pelicans last night? Uh, let's see. The Pelicans won by five. Hey man, Inglewood sources just hit me, man. Kyrie Irving to the Lakers next season. This is all a part. Inglewood sources just texted you. It's all part of the game. It's all part of. It's all part of the game. It's all part of the plan. Five D chess. All right. No, it is. I mean, he's just God closer damn. to the West Coast. That, I, I don't think he's staying in, in Dallas. Closer to LA. I don't think he's staying in Dallas. He about to go to Dallas, see how they play, see how to see how they yeah, he try just, to fuck him up real quick. And get the notes and get the notes on Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we enjoyed Dallas last year, okay? It was a nice little spot. It, it was nice, but you gotta you gotta feel bad for for KD here, man. Like how many, how long he got to go, Mark? Two more years? In Brooklyn? Yeah. Let's take a look. Cause he tried to leave this year too. <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely like the trade me thing, and then Sean Marks was like, or Joe Sai was like, no, sit down, nigga. And I'm so, glad he's out of Brooklyn. I'm so glad. Joe Sai, suck it easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Suck it easy. Suck All right. it easy is crazy. Lame. No, I again, as much as I don't agree with like what Kyrie was doing, I feel like Joe Sai was just trying to like flex. Yeah, it. just he trying to drop his nuts hard. on a player. Like, yeah. bro, take that shit out of here. I don't like that. But like hey, that shout out to Cam Thomas. Ain't shit funny. Yeah. You already know what's going on. Has he hit you back? Big 44. No, not yet. But some people that know him are trying to connect us. I'm yeah. going to get him a pack over. Yeah, get him a brush. Shout out to KD, too. Um, how, cool was that? how cool was that to see that Cam Thomas quote come in like the next morning? People were going crazy when, as soon as he said it. Um, the writer who actually got the quote actually followed me. Me and him been talking. Um, man, shout out to just, oh, it's just the ain't shit funny lifestyle, man. Yeah. It's, it's bigger than me, man. I, it literally is bigger than me. Like, for real, for real. Like literally, after you said it, drop forty four. Like, yeah, it's it's feeling it's, it's, it's you, looking man. nice, man. Y'all it's manifesting and all the different. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, and all the different aspects of life, y'all need to apply the ancient funny mind state and lifestyle to the it. Meditation and um, you know, the meditation is started. You'll, you'll reach higher planes. <laughs> on and God. think of, and and think about the Brooklyn ties, Trayvon, yeah. Eddie yeah. might have to do a little Brooklyn ASM. KD campaign. KD actually got the um the fitness I put out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, we'll probably see it in an oppressor soon. He might have to, we might have to call Trevon on this. I'm distraught. Uh, I, I'm, you know what? I'm not tripping. It's all part of the plan. I'm fucking sources. distraught. Kyrie Irving's going to be in the Lakers jersey next season. That team, that Dallas team is going to be. I'm, gonna, I'm just, even if he don't come to the Lakers, I'm going to just get a Kyrie Irving Lakers jersey. I'm just going to make one. Make one. <laughs> <laughs> just get a custom? Yeah, get the, 11, Irving. Get some st- a sticker and put it over uh, Anthony Davis. I'm just going to get it. Just, no number, just an ink. I'm gonna, oh, that would be fire. <laughs> See, don't let Kyrie come to the team. I'm going to really make some Kyrie Irving Lakers merch. I'm really like, don't let Kyrie. As a matter of fact, I got some Kyrie shit coming. Oh, I'm just a fan, man. Shout out to him. From Hebrew to Laker. <laughs> come on, man. We're not even talking about that. We off that. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there anything else? It's, it's, it's Black History Month. We actually don't have many episodes this month for yeah. Black History, but I just want to like, do we have any moments that we like? That we want to remember or commemorate for Black History Month, we got like one, two episodes um, this month. Shit. We're gonna we're gonna make one. We, we're gonna do the Uno night. We gotta do Uno night. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna talk more just in history. What's your favorite Black History Month uh, moment? Uh, moment. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was gonna post this the other day. And I was like, I missed the first. I was like, eh, I don't want to do this. But uh, <laughs> when me and Anwar opened our shop, that was Black History for me. There you go. I think that was like 2011 or 2012. There I don't you remember go. exactly. And I, you know what I like? I like you bigging up yourself. Yeah, I'm always big myself up. I like that. You don't do that enough. That's what yeah, no, nah, you're right. You're right. But um, that was just a big moment for me. We were young kids, yeah. just two black niggas, just figuring it out. I forget you're not my age sometimes. Uh, bro, you know, the, <laughs> the thing that 
I, I really be like trying to drive home to people is that like you could just do whatever you fuck you want. Yeah. That's why I be talking about like when I be like, oh, it's a simulation. Oh, I can throw this right. Like, maybe you think I'll be joking, but like I really just be meaning that in the realest sense. Like, if you put your mind to it and have a positive mindset, like this should have happened. That's still one of my mm-hmm. favorite moments of this podcast ever is when Josh stopped everything and said, you know, I could I could throw a chair at a window yeah, at a was, bar and walk out. Bro, I was thinking that I was in Paris thinking about that shit. And nothing would happen. I was in Paris thinking about that. I'm like, yo, I'll pick up this shit, throw this shit, I'll walk right out of this bitch. Ain't nothing gonna happen. I but, don't think um, we ever proved that, that to be true though. I mean <laughs> well, let's go out somewhere and figure it out. Let's go to uh let's go to Cafe Lou, figure it out. That's black history. Yeah. Mark first is it? time. I don't Cafe know if it's Lou. black. It's not a lot of black people in Cafe Lou. I know that for a fact. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know that for a fact. It's not black history in there. They probably do not celebrate no type of black history. Hey, shout out to Target. But also, I'm watching you, Target. Because um, y'all had black history shit out in January. Yeah, they did. And I'm like, y'all celebrating, but are y'all pandering and just like profiting off of? Big, I'm not sure. Big black owned. Thing. Yeah. Like all these in brands January black though, like they had like yeah. like January first, yeah, Black History celebrating that Target. I'm like, really? they had the um, yeah. they had the uh, my he said something like my ancestors or some shirt, like you know those like yeah. weird Twitter saying um, shirts. They got a bunch of those. Oh sale. no, they got yeah. all the little wild ones. I am not my ancestors shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Dear, dear, dear uh, colonizers, my hands work. Those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah. That type of shit. Yeah. That oh, type of brother. shit is on there. Yeah, it's it's a whole black owned set. Like, it's cool. Like I get what you're saying. Like because when I saw it, I was like, this is cool. But I'm watching. I'm, <laughs> like not yeah. too far. Do this now. Do this shit. <laughs> not, not oh much. yeah, y'all did it in January. Do this shit in March too. Watch yourself. <laughs> not too far, Target. Don't 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 hurt yourself now, uh, motherfucker. But shout out to Target. They got I, one thing I will say. They're good at um getting a lot of like new and black and women-owned brands and latinx brands like mm-hmm. i feel like um i always see that and i like the way they kind of like tell the story of the brands around yeah. some of the products like i've, I've noticed that with them so that's why i said shout out to y'all but i'm watching y'all so they, well walmart don't do it so yeah walmart no, just so. throw your shit on the shelves they, they are not there's sometimes that tell you still like, i remember i was watching something with yachty and i will we'll close it with this um his pizza was supposed to be like in walmart um, yeah he it was like this youtuber he was meeting with and um, they went to Walmart and the pizza wasn't there. <laughs> it was in the back though. It wasn't there. That's how Walmart always be. It wasn't there. Like, is it? Is it? Do you have this? He didn't like, get oh, it. it's in the back. Oh, it's no, it they didn't even get it. Now he just went home. He had a freezer full of this shit. Nigga <laughs> 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 had all the pizzas. Like, oh my god! Well, that is the end of the of the black print this this uh, episode. Please make sure you follow us on YouTube, subscribe, and hit those notifications. You'll be able to wow. see this video on YouTube. As well as clips and funny shit that we've been saying. Clips of this episode are going to be on there. Clips of last week's episode is going to be on there. Um, also, make sure you follow our Patreon. We're going to have some new tiers pretty soon. So, please make sure. We're not going to keep that paywall. So, please make sure that you join in for that. Also, I'm, I'm going to be talking about some real shit on Patreon this, this, this week. Oh, man. I'm talking about some real shit. I, I've, I've not told this story so I could get y'all's like real reaction to it. Oh, this it is about to be deep. Yeah, so like this is crazy. And on the first day of Black History Month. So, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> you might want to subscribe. <laughs> yeah, subscribe to Patreon to hear this story about... Uh, it's, it's J5 story time. If, if you know me, it's J5 story hey, time. Hey, and if you know me, you're going to want to subscribe to Patreon because now that this is full-time YouTube video... You getting Josh and Peas? You getting Josh and Peas on YouTube? You getting this? You're not getting Josh OG Josh Peas on YouTube no more. <laughs>
Something behind the paywall. So. Oh, man. So thank you guys for listening to Black Print. Oh, uh, stay tuned. After this episode, you'll be able to hear the last week's episode of Amp Radio with Jeremy Corellis. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys on Amp Radio. We don't have a guest, so I can't tell you. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm a, Man, I'm not even going to say who it is on air because I'm going to talk to you guys about it. Okay. But I won't, big guess. Big guess. Because we, we get into some, you know. Yeah, we get into a big we, guest. Contract coming up. Yeah, so we got we contract <laughs> contract here. We get a big guest. Okay. Contract coming up. Yeah, we so, got a good one. So thank you guys for listening to the Black Print. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Let's start with a bop. Oof, you guys are gonna love this one. Okay, callers, is the album worth a listen? It's so good. I bet you would love the intro. Let's play it. Whoa, a win like that calls for some victory music. Yes, sir. We are back. Black Print Radio, February 1st, first day of Black History Month. We're making history for show. J5 here with Josh Pease. What's up, Josh? Josh Pease, aka Busy P. Very busy. Man. <laughs> Always. <laughs> this is uh, one of our very rare remote episodes. Some our minds actually from the AMP app, which is, is working lovely right now. There it goes. Shout out to them. There Shout out to the engineer. Hey, hey, listen. <laughs> this is, th- I got to say, Josh. This is like the first time in a real long time I haven't even heard from you all week. <laughs> Yo, I've been busy as shit. It's Grammy weekend in LA, man. I, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm industry. It shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm industry as fuck. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing shit. Play <laughs> that and all type of shit. Hey, but man, man, shout out to uh, the music business, man. Celebrating ourselves one weekend once again <laughs> yeah, keep keeps us rich keeps us keeps us uh not humble but keeps us rich also here mark i don't even know what to call you no more because after they after they killed off my man mc i can't say it no more yeah hey i was liking that mc make another hit on that uzi record i was kind of uh, but then i gotta make a hit i gotta make a hit first before i can call myself mc make another hit i can't just steal somebody's drop. hold on hold on you did make a hit because we gotta announce right now that we're on youtube the black print is on youtube Yes, we we did it. We're on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, the Black Print Network. Um, I think we got a lot of shorts up. We got a lot of episodes up, and we're we're steadily adding our past episodes up. So trust me, you're gonna get annoyed with us pushing uh YouTube so much. But I mean, it's a it's a great way to see us, like the videos and all that stuff. So Mark, you did you did make a hit, brother. It is it is very exciting though, because for the first time ever people can actually watch the black print instead of listening to it for our more visual watchers. Now you have the opportunity to watch any episode possible going forward before get, it was only just audio. You get to see all of the wild, like hand motions that Josh makes. <laughs> when he says, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of hand movements, those first two songs were pretty groovy. I want to know between the three of us, who's winning the hips battle. Me. Oh man. <laughs> I You're not winning no hips battle. Stop it. I ain't never I'll be seen problems, honestly. I can't fret. <laughs> I ain't never seen Josh move his hips ever.
I mean, I, I, I be having, I literally be having hip issues, and I'm one of the people like as soon as like they ask me like, are they telling me I need the hip surgery? I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'll get it, just so much stronger and just like I want robotic limbs. Like I'm, I'm full. Back. <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> what? All that, well, we got a we got a super special guest. I don't want to waste no time because this guy is somebody that we wanted to have on the show for quite some time. We had to we had to like get the perfect timing for it. So what better than at the top of the year, uh, right at twenty twenty three? This dude does it all, man. I remember I met him so long ago, and from where he was at, you know, when I met him, he's even further now than he was. So give it up for our guest, man, Jeremy Corellis, yo. What's going on, brother? Hey, appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate y'all having me. I know it's the first day of uh, Black History Month, and uh, you know, you chose <laughs> me. <laughs> Yo. But he's, he's married to a beautiful black woman, so he's celebrating Black History Month. Hey, big, big ally over here. Big, big hey. ally. Big ally. Hey, I got to say congratulations as well, man. Married life. Appreciate that. How, how is it so yeah, far? I, I, I feel like all like husbands and married men, like newlywed married men, always got to ask the same question: like, how you feel? Yeah, congrats bro? to you too, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah, it was last May for me, and it was like what, like November for you, right? Yeah, November. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been great, man. It's underrated. I'm gonna say that it's underrated. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna ask you that in six months. <laughs> 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 oh man but man how you feeling man how, how's your how's your year going so far man man it's good i can't complain just been working trying to figure out some new things you know uh sometimes i uh tap in with josh to see what he's got going and and get some inspiration there you know that guy's always moving real real industry <laughs> <laughs> josh is the worst person to get any type of any type of like inspiration from he's just gonna tell you the wrong shit every time <laughs> I'm gonna stay the wrong way. Come on. (laughs) Hey man, I spent a lot of time with him, man. He was at uh, EQT for a while, so yeah. How how was that? How because I feel like when when people were in in Germany, you're like one of the rare people that's on the show that's actually like worked with Josh on a day to day. I've worked with Josh on a day to day. (laughs) What is your experience like working with Josh? Because I I got some stories I could tell about Josh's and how he works. I mean. You know, you smoke a lot of weed, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> you get you get stuff done. You know, we we traveled. You know, we went. You know, we went to St. Louis. We went to Atlanta a couple times. Um, just just getting stuff done. You know, it's 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 interesting because like there's a lot of people that work in this industry that probably shouldn't be, and uh, they're not. You know, trying to be. You know, contributing to the culture or even just doing stuff on their own, you know, like they're just waiting for that next thing to happen. And, you know, what I admire about him and y'all is, is just going out and doing it. You know what I mean? That's, that's like, if you don't quit and you just keep everything moving, that's, you know, you're, you're golden. Love that you said that. That's how I feel about you. I feel like your story is, is such a great hip hop and, and not even just hip hop, it's a music story. Like, you know, you you came up in this this internet time with you know blogs and just just kind of expressing yourself about music on the internet, which was something that was very new. Like when you think about our parents, like they didn't they they weren't able to really talk about music as much as we are yeah. today. But um, Definitely. but you start doing that, and then that turned into you actually going offline and doing your own party in Boston and building that with Purple, 
And then that took you to LA where you kind of jumped into the music industry where you were already kind of doing stuff there, but like you're just making that leap. It's like, you know, that's, that's the story of, you know, every kid that grows up in any city that's not LA or New York. So um, just tell us a little bit about that, man. I, I really was curious, just like how you even went about that. Yeah, man, you know, like, you know, Boston, like a lot of cities is kind of a secondary market. So, you know, there's not, and you know, we're kind of like a little brother to, to New York. So, you know, there isn't a huge infrastructure and, you know, there weren't a lot of kind of OGs and that were doing music type stuff. There, there are a few, you know, like the show off guys and stuff like that, but really like I was maybe 17, 18 and I was just reaching out to promoters and stuff like that and trying to, you know, I always, I always felt like I wanted to be an A&R. I always trusted my ear and stuff. So, you know, it got to a point where I, there's this independent venue that holds, you know, 575 cap. And then there's an upstairs that holds like 200 something. Why don't I try to get like all the, the artists that I really mess with to Boston so that, you know, it's the biggest college city in the world. People don't really understand that. And at the time they were only bringing like Cormega like six times a year. Like, you know, how many times, you know, I, you know, love, love to Cormega, but like, you know, how many times are we going to see like the same thing over and over again? So we ended up doing like Rocky's first show, um, Mac Miller's first show, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. And, and to me, that was kind of like the, a&R in the sense of um, finding stuff early, right? Like finding stuff early and, and putting people on in a, in a more intimate setting before it goes to the Live Nation menus and stuff like that. So on top of that, you know, I wanted to, you know, build up the scene in Boston with like local acts. So this was around the time that Stiz started rapping. And, you know, I remember like his first song ever. And I was like, yo, you got to come to South by and like perform you know he's like i only got one song man i was just like yo we need somebody man like because you know it's definitely like a type of artist at the time um that was coming out it was very like boom bap and stuff like that and he was kind of a, a breath of fresh air i don't know if i answered the question there's, there's a lot more i could say but no nah, i mean that that's that, i mean that's such a huge moment for hip-hop at the moment too and it's like we we've had like we've heard from like Henny and and, and people like that who who've come mm-hmm. from like places that have been notorious for kind of getting you know the the shit end of the stick so to speak they kind of get the secondary artists like how how like how determined did you have to be to kind of get the get that bigger you know that bigger viewpoint on Boston man I mean you really gotta like you know you gotta really like want to do this in in a way where and elevate the people around you right and I think a lot of people. Um, they get caught up in their own stuff or caught up in like uh, local drama and stuff like that. You know, everyone's like people to this day, people talk about getting blackballed and all this stuff and not giving a chance and, and all of that. But it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta make your opportunity for yourself for the most part. And, you know, just going out, talking to people and just really like connecting and make stuff happen and then you start seeing them at events and stuff like that. And you just kind of all level each other up. And like, you know, a bunch of us who were, you know, part of the, the business side of it, you know, all got really close and eventually, you know, came out to LA with hopes of, you know, bringing back whatever we learn, you know, back to the city and implementing something in the city. And Henny had a very similar like parallel 
journey and mm-hmm. it, the only thing is he was rapping and <laughs> he was rapping and, yeah. and stuff like that. Don't tell nobody. I was, <laughs> I, was, yeah, I, was, I was not rapping. Yo, he got songs with Fat Trell and all that, man. He was going in. Bro, he, he needed a co-headline <laughs> show with Mac Miller. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, that's, that's nepotism at his finest right there. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought up kind of just like, you know, you kind of I hate to call it networking across. That's the, the corporate business term for it. But just kind of like finding your community, your tribe, and like you guys kind of like lifting each other up and like, you know, that network spreads to LA. And now you guys are all out here. Like I love with like when I see you and Tim and, and Mauk, like I think you guys are all, you know, you guys all came from from Boston or East Coast and, and really all had the same goal in mind and, and kind of attacked the music industry in different ways. I just thought that was always just so dope. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like, you know, it's a long journey and it's still going and, you know, people forget things and people don't, you know, you start seeing the same conversations that people were having like a decade ago and it's just trying to get people to understand like, we've come a long, long way, like as a city, as a as a community. Um, and I think, you know, people need to, to recognize that. And, um, and also like the internet, man. I mean, like you were saying before, it's like, I mean, that's how I know you. You know, like that's how, yeah. like, I remember doing, I was in school and like I, I did a, a project on like why Twitter's important. <laughs> and everybody in the class was like, nah, yeah. like, what am I going to do? Tweet about like taking a shower? I was like, yeah, if you want, but like, I, like the amount, especially back then, the amount of connections I was making on Twitter, you know, music Twitter back then was so small too. Yeah. And everybody is connecting, you know, it's just like, it was the easiest way to kind of like, you know, then I come out to LA or I go to New York and I meet all these people in real life. You know what I mean? How can you, how, how can you think that that's a waste of time? Yeah. I, I remember doing something similar. I, it was like my senior year college and I was like, Hey, like this Twitter thing is going to blow up. And they were like, my, my professor was like, hell no. Like this is, this is fad. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I'm right. just like, I don't finesse so many jobs and, and, and money making opportunities off of Twitter. That's why it's like, you really had to come up in that 2010 to like 2015, 2016 mm-hmm. period. That was the rise of that. Like the hustle on Twitter was real. Like while people was making jokes, we was really making moves on there. hundred percent. hundred percent. No, the way that I actually found out about you, Jeremy, was was through like uh, steady leaning. What was the beginnings of that, and and kind of what was your thought process, kind of like creating that whole movement? Man, the the way that was going was like you know that a lot of that to me was the music that I just really loved and grew up on, and you know being on the East Coast, you know there there it's not as big of a scene in terms like at, at first we were starting with you know a lot of like southern rap stuff so like when we were doing purple and we were throwing shows we were booking michael watts og ron c all the way to you know metro and sunny digital esco all those guys so um that's just the stuff that i really enjoyed and they weren't playing that out anywhere in boston i mean you, y'all know about uh, the rap that Boston gets, you know, being a racist city and all that. So like a lot of, uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but you know, so a lot of these, uh, a lot of these clubs and, and bars and stuff like that, they're not allowing that type of music. You know, it, it felt like I had to find the right place uh, that was willing to give it a shot, found that and started just bringing all those, all those artists that I've just loved and admired my whole life, you know, to, to Boston. And, um, and there were more people that 
uh, wanted to hear that shit than people thought. You know what I mean? Like everyone's like, oh, no one's going to, you know, everybody just wants to hear that New York stuff up here, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, nah, man, people want to hear like Swisher House. You know, right. people want to hear all the shit in Atlanta, you know? So if somebody's coming into town, they want to beat from Metro Boomin, like, all right, let's make that happen. You know what I mean? If they got the money, you know, but yeah. like shit like that. So it started from, from there at the same time, Rocky was getting his start. So there was like this intrigue in the North about like Southern Houston kind of culture. Cause he was riding that way. Right. Um, so I, you know, I was, I was in touch with Yams a lot and we were talking a lot on, you know, this, this was like Tumblr era. Right. So, you know, a lot of that was like, it just kind of lined up in a, in like a perfect way at that time. And, um, and yeah, man. And then, you know, just kept building that out. Um, you know, yeah. had like a little label situation there for a little bit, yeah. you know, I, you know, still, still looking at artists and stuff like that, but trying to figure out kind of the next step there, you know? And, uh, you know, we did that for, we did the party for like 10 years. We just ended it last year. Um, we did a bunch of South by showcases where, you know, all the, all the people that we wanted, you know, like Z money in like 2013, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like people that were just down in Austin, but we couldn't book them in Boston cause they didn't have like a big enough presence yet. So just trying to like connect all the dots, all different size artists, you know what I mean? I'm glad you mentioned Z Money because I actually met Z Money at one of your showcases. Oh yeah, it's so funny, man. Because like, remember when he got signed to uh, you know 1017 or whatever? That was like five years after that. Right? Yeah, I know. It's crazy how long that took for him to kind of get on. He was always a star. Oh, yeah. crazy. Love that guy. It's crazy that it's like there's a lot of like there's a lot of people like us who were like kids when the South was kind of taking over, and so many people wanted to kind of deny it at that time. And we kind of had to break through all of that. Like, it's just so crazy that to hear that you had the same story that I might have had or, or Josh might have had, yeah, like, you're trying, yeah. to, trying to introduce people to, to the South. Like, th that was really such a fight, especially when they had already been taken over in the early 2000s to, like, the 2010s. It's we're, You know, you're still having that fight. And, like, even in Virginia where I was, there was people that were still like, no, this New York shit is really still going down. I'm like, no, man, like, a lot of that shit is going to the South. Well, let me ask you this: Are you are you on the uh, Virginia is the South side of things? Oh, man, don't, don't make me don't make me disrespect <laughs> Pimp C right now, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> it just really with, with Virginia, right? It just depends on where you're from, okay? So, like, I'm from South Virginia, where we don't really like a lot of people from 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 South Virginia. That's Norfolk, Virginia Beach, seven cities. Like a lot of people, they migrate from New York to there. So a lot of what I learned when I was younger was from the people who moved there and had a cousin that lived in New York or something like that. As things started to switch up, you started to kind of see more of the influence that you would get from, you know, our closest contemporaries, North Carolina and South Carolina, kind of influence what we were doing. So I got the best of both worlds. But I can say that, like, from the, the food, from the styles, trust me, the styles for sure, we definitely the fucking South, it's at least from where I'm at. Now, Northern Virginia, <laughs> I can't call it because they some, like, you know what I'm saying? Penny loafer wearing motherfuckers up there. But, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to disrespect DC because they're not like that. But Northern Virginia, like, it's completely different. But where I'm at, we for sure to solve. Sorry, pimp. I thought you were going to say no disrespect to the penny loafers, you know what I mean? But nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we do out there. No, nah, no, man. I, I think it's the South, man. You know, like, especially, 
you can tell with like clips, especially like there's there's kind of you know they're taken from both kind of worlds in in like a perfect way. I think that's why that really worked out, to be honest. Yeah, and and they get so much love, and I think they still get everlasting love from uh, up top because they they really tapped into the type of stuff they like to hear. I mean, I remember like people were calling Hell Hath No Fury like a boom bap classic, and I was like. But there's like southern, there's like there's like southern influence all over this. You know what I mean? Like they they're not yeah. they're they're not shying away from from where they're at. And I mean they're 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 mostly from like Huntersville. You know what I mean? And Huntersville is like that is the that is the trap of the trap in in Norfolk. And they are not listening to like Jay Z is where it stops <laughs> out there. You know what I'm saying? Like the, and yeah. so it's so right. funny. It's so funny that like New York had has attached themselves to Pusha T and he's become kind of like a satellite artist right. for them. Because I'm, I can assure you that like he was listening to a lot of Southern rap when he grew up in Huntersville. Yeah, I believe it. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a a, a real quick break. I, I want to talk about you know you managing artists and, and and a lot of stuff like that. So when we get back on the Black Print, we're gonna we're gonna talk more with Jeremy Corellis on the Black Print. Be right back. Back on Black Print Radio, that was Rilo Rodriguez. Some wild fucking punchlines in that one. Paul Bears, Josh, why did you pick that? That was a Jeremy Corrales song. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I, I got the songs in, and I didn't know who. I thought Josh picked the songs. But Jeremy, why did you pick that? Come on, man. It's Rilo, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny though. Rilo is always gonna be one of my favorites. I wish I want more for Rilo, but. But he's always gonna have a special yeah. place in my heart. I'm hearing that there's a there's an album coming, right? But yeah, yeah, you know. there's a project coming for sure. You know, it's funny. I, him and No Cap are kind of. I'm glad that they're making music together. I wish that was more of a story. It's not really. They need to kind of do the uh, the Rogersville thing. But I love how No Cap puts the captions on his uh his videos. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Like they both got something going on. He putting the captions on his videos. Rilo got the captions on his IG photos. Like. It's funny. But it's the captions like literally showing you this is a play on words. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's not just it's not a word. Like... <laughs> I want to really get into just um Skywater, man. That's one of my favorite artists right now. And I just I definitely discovered him from you. Like I think you you went out to New York or it might have been Philly or somewhere in the East Coast had a headlining show and you just posted a video of, like the crowd. And they were going nuts. These girls were on stage dancing. And I was like, yo, this is blowing my mind. Like, who is this kid? And then uh, you sent me the name of the song. And yeah, I've been I've been on it ever since, man. So yeah, just tell us a little bit about Skywater and just like how you discovered him and just how, you know, you work with him. Yeah, Sky, Sky's the best, man. I mean, he. so it, what's crazy is that, you know, he's been working at this for a little while. He was on Cinematic. Um, and you know, trying to figure out a sound and all that, and it just recently clicked. TikTok ran with two records, Eyes and Miles. You know, he's just been working since, and you know, he's he's ha- he has a good relationship with Lil Nas X. He did the Lil Nas X tour, 
um, in the uh, the Europe run. Okay. And uh, Uzi jumped on the Miles remix um, just off of love. And, you know, he's he's just like a really genuine kid. And he's from the UK, which you wouldn't even know unless you hear him talk. And he's just kind of like this genre bending artist, you know, like you can't really box what he does in into any certain genre. It's super like authentic to him. You know, there's some songs where there's like some Jersey bounce stuff and um, he messes around with different genres and stuff like that. But um, I think a lot of people try to put him in this, like, you know, he was just named, you know, one of the uh, top rappers to look out for by complex or whatever. And it's like, cool, but he's not, he's not rapping. Right. I mean, like, um, which I think, you know, I think that happens a lot with black artists, you know, like they try to box them into a certain genre. Um, But but yeah, no, it kind of it kind of came at a good time um, to the the desks at EQT, and uh, and it, it made sense for the roster, and I kind of just went all in on that. And um, it's definitely different for for me too in terms of the stuff that I'm really you know looking for. But I think at the end of the day, anything that comes across that's you know polarizing and authentic and just raw talent, I'm I'm good for. It. So. That's kind of how that all came about. Yeah, no, he's special, man. I think, you know, you kind of just proved it with that statement. It's like, that's not even the music I particularly look for. But when I heard it, it was just so, that video was just so visceral to me. Like, I literally You're saw right. it. Yo, what is this? And right, you know, right. Crazy that that, that kind of balanced Jersey, Philly, whatever. Is, I don't know who the credit is to at this point. They're all fighting for this credit. Don't disrespect. Don't disrespect them. Everybody. <laughs> I don't even know Miami then jumped into the mix somehow, but whoever to credit this dance up to, it's not something I particularly look for, but it's um it's having a moment and and, and you know Sky kind of is riding that wave a little bit, but he's his talent is so much more special than that to me, and um this last project kind of proved that, and you know I'm I'm excited to see what's next for him for real. Yeah, man, it's cool because it's like you know he's he's been doing a little bit of writing for for some people's for some bigger folks, you know, and um, he wrote, you know, he wrote Holiday for for Nas X. So like, wow. he, you know, he's got a pen and, okay. um, you know, he he's just like super just creative when it comes to, you know, what he's trying to do. And I think he just, he also knows how to make it digestible. Cause like with the dance shit, like I can't really get into it either for the most part. But the way he does it, the way he puts his voice on it, uses his voice as an instrument, all that type of stuff, it's really just refreshing. And, you know, I, I can listen to it and not, you know, feel weird. <laughs> you know, right. Not weird, <laughs> but, like, I didn't like uh, the Drake project. You know what I mean? But, like, this, I like, I like if that makes sense. No, that makes, it doesn't make sense to me because I love the Drake project, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're not, get, you're, not get, you're not with the hips, man? I think I do want to point out because it's Black Come History on, Month. Man. Well, one thing I want to point out because it's Black History Month. Oh, I love the point that you brought up that, like, you know, he's getting categorized as a rapper, but it's really just an artist. Like, and that's, you know, a testament to just using his voice as an instrument and just kind of going on the beat and just doing what he feels inclined to do. Um, I don't know, man. That, that, that's an interesting conversation now with Black artists and just like what we should be, chaotic, like, you know, what category we're in and just like what we represent. But, um, I don't know. And you know what, what you know where that conversation is right now too, right? Where, tell me. 
Yeah, well, oh, yeah. see, and this is the thing. The Yachty conversation, I'm glad you went brought it there because I, I was going around that corner. And I don't, it's not even like a how do you feel, but like there's so much, you kind of build your brand on hip hop and then you kind of do other things. Like, do you think that's a, um, do you think that's a hindrance, the hip hop connotation? And then also, do you think it's like, a, um, I mean, in particular to Sky, really, I'm like, do you think that like him being categorized as hip hop stopped his growth? And then twofold, do you think the music he makes is hip hop or is it just like music alternative hashtag? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's elements of hip hop in, in his music and there are times where he's, you know, he'll rap like a little bit um, and he's and he's rapped in the past. But I, I think that like there's this strange kind of connotation and it feels there's a lot of people that that I think are um, at fault for this, but like you know, people like to uh, you know undermine you know hip hop as like not real art, and you know everything I've been seeing with this Yachty stuff is like, oh, this is like a real art piece, like he's real artistic now, blah blah blah, and it's like why why because he makes something different for this project he's all of a sudden like a credible artist but before it was just what was he just fucking around like <laughs> i don't i don't like that you know i don't i don't like when people kind of you know make it make it seem like hip-hop is is lesser of a art form than than anything else um and i think that a lot of people and publications and whatever feel that way i you know i don't yeah i don't know why people do that you know i think it's some racism there, but you know, we we can unpack that if y'all want. <laughs> no, I mean, I think that's enough. That's just that's. I just want to get a Black History Month segment real quick. You know, no, no, we don't need just a Black History Month segment. No, it's a good point. It's it's a good point to bring. It's a good point to bring up, and, and especially with the Yachty thing. But even to 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 rewind back to the Drake album, it's like it was. I feel like on it was like fifty fifty. I feel like a lot of people accepted that he did it because he he bends the genre so much. And there were some people that were just like, I just want him to rap more. I think that when mm-hmm. when when our artists start to try and break free of, of what they, they came to do is people people only really want them to do one thing. Now, your mileage may vary on whether you like these projects or not, but you can't mm-hmm. really deny the fact that that they're allowed to, as artists, do different things. Prince did different things. Hundred percent. Like they they all did different things. And I think right now it's just like this is an industry where it's like, it's what have you done for me lately? You know what I mean? And these people, you know, fans, listeners, whatever, their their trends are so very much so like homogenized where it's like they they're just really reacting to the same thing until the next fad comes around. So when an artist comes through and they do something groundbreaking or, you know, something different, they don't really attach to it because it's not what they're used to. And I think that's a part of it as well, as well as the race factor too, where it's like, I mean, one 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 thing that I really get upset about is that like like how the academy or the or the, the Grammy people, whatever they they really never knew what to put like future in. So it's like yeah, this mm-hmm. year, this year is his first time getting all these nominations. But I'm like, he's been around for ten years. You know what I mean? But it's like they don't really know what mm-hmm. to say he is because he does so much. But honestly, I feel like I feel like even Yachty would have Sunday like in his mind. I think he realizes pretty quickly that I'm not gonna even be able to entertain a date like this. Rapping over the Rugrats theme, I might have to. <laughs> You know, fake a little tape and Paula to try and to try and get right and get a suit and uh, get right. It's, it's honest. It's honest. I, I don't I don't think they're going to be able to show love in that case. 
It's funny, man. I, I, I'm always an advocate for artists. I'm telling you, I well, in my personal experience, I don't think he's even thinking that deep into it. I think, you know, nigga might took some shrooms and was just like, I want to make a... <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I mean, I this is funny that about been, like, he's been big on networking with, you know, he dipped into all the Detroit stuff. He did, yeah. you know, he's always, like, connecting with artists and stuff. So I... I don't know if that's if that's what it is. It it might be a, a case of the shrooms, but um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I just think that like you know it's all beautiful. Like you know, I think all music is beautiful, and like yeah, everybody has their own you know um, their own taste, and like you might not like something, but you might like something else. But you can't really you know blame an artist for not wanting to do like you know, 15 albums in a row that all sound exactly the same, you right. know? So um, I, w- I want to get into a topic after break that's very near and dear to to you, Jeremy, and that's Max B. Can we go down, can, can, can we go down that? Can we go down that path when we come back from break? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go down that path. Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back on Black Print Radio with Jeremy Corellis. tell me when i picked the wrong song okay there was three max b lemonades on amp there was three that's the wrong one huh? it was the, <laughs> i was like <laughs> is it the one minute one the four minute one <laughs> there's three i would take a i would take a screenshot i'm so sorry i was just like wait a minute who's this nigga rapping i was like this nigga named avatar <laughs> but, but, but he shouted him out nigga said from harlem to seattle <laughs> That's a dry. That's a drivey drive. I whiff. Drivey drive. <laughs> I whiffed it. It's like, funny, man. I just know Max. He's probably just getting random bags and just doing whatever. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we are back on Blackpink Radio. This is on. This is on Library of a Legend, Volume Twenty One. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all know that this, the Library of a Legend is just like the story of that? No. I want to say it's like Gorilla Arms. Maybe it's one of these internet dudes who used to just always collect all the music, and. Yeah. He started doing these library legend things where he had everybody, like all the Jay-Z records, like all the mixtape shit, everything, like a whole folder of Jay-Z shit, whole folder of DMX. Like he had a bunch of people he used to do. And I swear, I don't know how, somehow, some way he did the Max B one and this shit's on DSPs now. Did, did they buy it? No, I mean, he used to, I used to just download them for free. I don't know how I, I used to just, you know me, I was just doing my shit. This sounds like some box den shit. It was damn near <laughs> that. Yes, that's definitely what it was. Library of a Legend, but they're all called Library of a Legend. And yeah. then one day I see this Max B one pop up. And I'm like, how is this official? Like, what is this? I think him and Stack have one. Yeah, you know what I think of a rock star. You know what I think happened? <laughs> I think whoever used to collect all these shits collected all of the random Max B shit. And then Amalgam Digital, whoever uploaded this shit, just like contacted him and was like, Oh, you have all the files. Like Max doesn't yeah. have the masters. He doesn't have none of this shit. You have them all. It's random fan. <laughs> Listen, it is it is becoming a real show uh meme that I always pick either the clean song or the wrong song. <laughs> you picked the clean Uzi today. 
Yeah, well, sure. No, that's cap. That's cap. Because I'm looking at it right now. It says E. The E is by it. So it's it's actually no, it's explicit. The E is by it. It was clean, though. What? How is... Okay, that's that's my thing. The E logo is by the song, but it's it'll say clean. But I can't see that's the racist, clean. That's man. They're, they're saying that they're saying this is hip-hop. is this E. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets the E. Damn, think about it. The E is just saying the content is E, period. It's probably not saying, like... It's explicit. It's probably just explicit content, and period. Why does, he, and why, and why does a young black man have to have an E next to him? Yeah. Mm, think is, about it. Is, mm. is that a grade? I'm trying, about, I'm trying to think about what that song is even about. What, I Just Want to Rock? Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Shorty got the body out of y'all. Ah, what do you think? <laughs> what, what do you mean? <laughs> hit, it, hit it once, no time. He said he hit it once, no time. Yeah, no other yep. time to do it. And one, two, three, four, throw up to five. That's my favorite line of the song. Stand, stand on the money, don't know my size. <laughs> one, two, three, four. I hit it. I hit it might be explicit. If you stand on your money right now, how tall are you? You stand on your money, how tall are you right now, Josh? If I stand on my money? Yeah, stood on, stood on your money, how tall are you? Press the button, man. <laughs> I stand on my money, I'm probably about the same, 5'11". You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe an inch. <laughs> maybe an inch. It'd be like I'm wearing Luleve boots. <laughs> Give me a little lift. Oh, man. Hey, but we are back on Blackprint Radio. Of course, we're just shooting the shit. I am J5, Josh P's MC in, in the building as well. And we got Jeremy Corellis here, and we played a little bit of Max B. Uh, so, some of it was Max B. I'm a, 60% of it was Max B. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But but Max is is someone who is like whose music and and who whose whole like everything is like very near and dear to you, Jeremy. And I believe you got a project or or a project is is coming or or is on the way with Max B that you're part of. Nah, man, I ain't part of a project, but I was cut out of that documentary. No that, uh, podcast. <laughs> no <laughs> way. This is what we did, man. We came. We brought you to a, a competitor platform. The shit. <laughs> <laughs> What is content that's coming out? You uh, trying to start a war, man? Nah, nah, nah. But when we were speaking, we were talking about you. You were so you were interviewed for the um the Spotify. It's called Convicted, right? Yeah, I was interviewed for uh for the Spotify thing, just as like a uh, just background kind of knowledge about Max and and what he you know meant to me and meant to the time and mm-hmm. um. And all that kind of stuff. Nothing to do with, you know, I wasn't about to speak on any sort of uh, legal legal situation. But, um, you know, they swapped me out for Marissa Mendez. That's cool. But, you know. Hey, it happens, man. <laughs> I was swapped out of uh, dope. <laughs> wait, no. <laughs> what? Wait, wait a, wait a damn minute. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the movie I was, it was like, I was swapped out because I didn't want to like. You main guy? No, I was, be, I was so Casey. Casey Veggies is in dope. And I was supposed to be like behind him, but I didn't want to keep shooting the scene over and over again. I'm like, I'm the manager. I ain't trying to be shooting this scene 17 times. Like, this is chilling. What? What? what is wrong with you? <laughs> that could have been your break. Try chilling the trailer with Ray J. Smoke some weed. Because <laughs> Ray J. Who did they swap you with? Who did, who did they swap you with? Uh, nah, the... one of Casey homies did, I think. Oh, okay. I was about to say, uh, Fredro Starr or somebody was got switched out for you. No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't a swap. Yo, Ray <laughs> Did you at least get a good Ray J story? Um, I've met Ray J a couple times. He's a good guy. Love that guy. Black History Month. Celebrate him. <laughs> Jesus You got Christ. those Raycons on right now, huh? Man, 
You feel me? Are we? Are, hey, that's the thing. Raycon, they be sponsoring every fucking body. And, and they, and I'll be watching like, exactly. I'll be watching like video game, like retrospective videos on YouTube while I work. And they'll be like, hey, I got these Raycons. And I'm like, nigga, what? Like, he gave it to your white ass and not the black print? <laughs> I'm going I'm to get some Raycons. Yeah, come on. I'll sell the shit out of some Raycons, man. We, we selling shit this year. On the black. I mean, print. y'all on YouTube and shit, man. Y'all better be selling shit. I think that's next, though. I think that's really next, for real. Like, the, the YouTube look, that's going to get us some sponsorships, Josh. Our hashtag ad era? Yeah, we in our ad era. But... I'm I'm shocked they cut you out of this. Like I I, I had a whole <laughs> angle, I had a whole angle here, and I was like, oh, how did it feel to work on it? And then it's like, damn, because because you are really kind of like a like a like a encyclopedia of Max B. Like you know so much about it. Like how did it even come to be that you got an interview for it? Like did they just call you? Nah. So what happened was um, uh, the producer of the show uh, reached out to It's the Real. Um, and they were like, you know, y- y'all remember when they did that, uh, they played Scrabble with Max? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that was like a long time ago. So, yeah, they asked, uh, it's the real, and they're like, nah, like, we don't, we don't know enough. Um, but here's who you have to talk to. <laughs> so, um, you it's know, I just got on the phone with the producer, and, and, you know, he interviewed me for like a good hour about Max, and just like, um, you know, I have a very, like, interesting perspective too because where i grew up um he was like massive like coke wave and all that was massive in massachusetts Mm -hmm. um and and like the tri-state area and all that so like it was just like you know we you could catch max in boston like a lot you know and and that's just not you know it, it wasn't like that with every every artist obviously um he was pulling down bags you know in like connecticut shit so um it was you know it it was definitely you know i talked about i mean the thing is like I, the, what they cut out mostly was like I, you know i'm playing max at the wedding i'm playing you know, I, you know all these like <laughs> little things. like nothing probably like mattered enough for that type of podcast but you know it was cool to get it off you know they probably use your information for backstory so you weren't cut out yeah, no, they definitely used the um the the one joint that they didn't know about the whole uh you know when he's talking about longevity and shit that yeah. clip where he's like you know um we all gonna die who's <laughs> we all gonna die who's gonna be here at the end so I put them on to that but you know I, I can't take any credit for uh for that podcast so uh from Amazon I gotta gotta get it together and uh, put out a competitive one <laughs> oh man the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> when he gets out when he gets out man you got but the thing is with that too is like i don't know if he's like i hope he gets out man but that's like that's been every year french montana been saying that yeah I, uh, I i think french at this point he has a time that sets off on his iphone when it's time to say that and then he just says it every year <laughs> right, right. but it's top it's, of the year exactly but it's like we've been waiting for such a long time but one thing about max is that like even when it's just some random nigga on the track that he's shouting out, all of it sounds good. Like he's still one of the most charismatic artists that I think I've ever heard. Like there, there's just no doubt about it. And, you know, we, we really, I like, I I wonder how he would fare in this, in this climate. You know what I mean? Like things are so much stuff has changed, but then again, his, his influence has been very much like spread throughout the, the generations. Anyway, you look at Wiz, you look at Drake, you look at, 
Gates, you look at any of these, any of these guys, they'll say that they were listening to Max, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely, he could come out and do something, but like, it's, he, one, he's probably going to have to tone it down a little bit. We're living in a different, uh, different time, but, <laughs> but, uh, but also like, we've seen, like, I've talked to Josh about this before too, but like, we've seen like when Boosie got out, when Gucci got out and we're always like thinking like, this is what they got to do. This way they, and they never, and then it just like kind of not flops, but it's not what we're, what we want to see as fans as like a comeback. So mm-hmm. I would be, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay hopeful, but like, who knows how that's going to, you know, I don't know how he's going to be when he gets out. I don't know if he's going to, you know, I know he wants to make music, you know, he, cause he's been recording from prison for like years, yeah. but um, you know, it's hard to say. I'm sure he's going to get, you know, a lot of love from, from some of these you know, younger artists that grew up on him and stuff like that. But, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if it were up to me, I'd be A&R and the shit out of that. Hey, put it in, put it, hey, manifest it, man. You could do it. Yeah, man. Come on. I'm going to say it right now, right here. Yeah. I'm going to A&R that shit. I'm going I'm to I'm make Max bigger than he ever was. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's pa- hey, get Max the damn prime water ad get him get him you know what i'm saying all these all these different like endorsement bags like there's this they're like he could be on the pizza hut ad yo like they got this really <laughs> fucking annoying song i don't know if you even watch tv like that but mark knows what song i'm talking about in these pizza hut commercials no. like that I, that I, that i'd be like sheesh i'd be like sheesh like max b could could flip that shit and get a bag off that oh you're talking about that rap the the pizza rap song yes <laughs> pizza rap that i'd be like yeah, that. that's terrible I don't, know who that is. I don't even know that's the that's the type of rap that they want little yachty to be doing so they could call it hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> it's something named ty ty verdes so uh, verdes let me make sure i get my spanish right ty verdes oh, oh, that. oh that's hilarious yeah, he's a term he's a son of, i forgot what on He's making money. They they switched from Pusha T to this nigga so fast. The weirdest thing was hearing Pusha T on Pizza Hut commercials. Yo, Pizza <laughs> Rap is back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we already had Pizza Wars earlier in the month. I want to start another Pizza Wars. Not, I mean, well, well, I mean, well, is there good pizza in Boston? I mean, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's fine. That makes me that makes me a little bit concerned. Not that I would be in Boston at any point in time in the next couple of months, but. If I were in Boston, I would be looking for the food, probably the food and where to drink. Yeah, but you 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 not going to Boston for uh, pizza. You gonna get some uh, chowder, fried clams. <laughs> gonna get some uh, get some patties in Mattapan. Get you know, come on, man. We I'm, got it's it's a very very diverse city. It's just super segregated. Right. See, and, and but that's a lot of different cultures. That's where the, like that's where the racist talk comes in. That's where it comes yeah. in, where it's like people don't understand it. It's like I've always been interested in the makeup of Boston because really all you see of Boston is, is what that what's that movie? The Condemned or The Town or whatever? <laughs> the Departed. The Departed, the, whatever the, the fuck. The Departed, The Town, all the <laughs> like, The Condemned. That's, <laughs> that's all you really. Was that, was that a Matt Damon joint? <laughs> that's all niggas really know from Boston is like they rob banks, they got an accent. <laughs> John Cena. John Cena. John Cena. Shout out John Cena. And and I mean Cousin Stiz was I, I, I gotta say like Cousin Stiz might be the first black person I I ever even knew came from there. Bobby oh Brown, man. Come on. <laughs> what about Bia? Bia Bia holding it down. Bia Who? holding it down. 
Bia. Benzino. I'm proud. And Bia. Oh, and yeah. Benzino. Oh, Benz- <laughs> Benzino. I forgot well, about Benzino. Benzino. Hey, baby. Bob okay. Right now too. I give you that. Yeah, Coil- Y'all claim Coyle Ray? <laughs> <laughs> How much of her life did she did she grow up in Boston? For real, she got family in Boston. <laughs> family. She get her jersey bag. She ain't looking at Boston. She got Benzino. <laughs> Come on, man. I, that's that's all I know. That's all I know, man. No, like, but there's like, but but what's crazy is that like, there's definitely you know, there's parts of the city where it's like, you know, if you're if you're in you know certain parts of Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, or whatever, you might not see white people at all for days. You know what I mean? But but it, once you like go into like proper Boston and you know whatever, it's a whole different story. And like a lot of those you know neighborhoods get left out. You know, when, you know, in like conversation about, you know, Boston being racist, like, like they think that it's like, like, yes, there's racism in Boston, just like that any other city and Everywhere, there's yeah, yeah. racism, but like, you know, nobody's thinking like, like people, like I know so many people that are like, yo, like, you know, nobody, every time that I tell someone I'm from Boston, they're like, how could you be from Boston if you're not white? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit, man, you get it, you get it like that. It just, so, I mean, you know, it, it's like cultural ignorance. Like, and, and I think we all kind of have yeah, that sometimes. Exactly. Like if, if, if people will say I come from Virginia, they think that I'm fucking riding horses and I I lived on a farm or something like that. Like, and I'm like, no, that's West Virginia. Like that's, that's, that's not what we do over right, here. But right. it's like with Boston. What you're doing is you're cooking because ain't shit to do with cook. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like there really is nothing to do in Virginia and, and like where I'm from Virginia, like there's really nothing to do. Like that that's mm-hmm. that's for real. Like we don't got no big buildings, nothing. We don't we don't got no NBA team. We don't got none of that shit. That's at the very least Boston got that and you got black players on it. So that's what I can say. <laughs> there are black it people in crazy, Boston. Man. Boston has a crazy Caribbean culture that like when I talk I have a bunch of fr- like friends and family from there and they're like that's what they think of like like yeah. they got mad West Indians, like great West really? Indian food out there for real. Really? Oh, man, like when I came when I came out here, like the first time I like kind of left Massachusetts and I came out here and just talking to different people or whatever. And, you know, I was talking about like Cape Verdeans and no one knows one that there's a country called that. <laughs> like, nobody, <laughs> like there are like there are so many places in this country that have no idea like what that even means. Right. So. But like, there's a huge Cape Verdean population. There's a huge Portuguese population. There's like on the North Shore where I'm from is big, big Dominican population, Puerto Rican population. But it's you know, it, it's just crazy that like, I mean, the Cape Verdean shit always you know fucks me up because it's like, damn, you don't even know it's country and like, there's huge community in Massachusetts. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I don't even it's know it's gonna be anywhere but Massachusetts. And they're the most beautiful women in the world. Some of them, at least. Man, I was watching uh, Fab on uh, on Drink Champs, and he was talking about going to Cape Verde. And uh, Nori was like, "Cape Verde? I thought that was in Boston." Sounds like Nori. But uh, we are we're at our hour. I swear this comes up it's like so quickly every single every single time we do this. Thank you, Jeremy. We did a little OT though. Yeah, we a little OT this week. We had to talk. We had to talk Boston a little bit, man. <laughs> Yeah, I can talk to y'all for hours, man. Come on. We, we got we gotta have I you back. I appreciate y'all having me on, man, for real. For sure. We gotta have you back. What where can we find you at, man? You wanna you wanna plug anything on your way out? 
Uh, Jeremy Corellis on everything. Um, but check out DVD Couture on, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. It's something, uh, something starting up. And uh, yeah. What, what is DVD Couture? Man, it's like bring it back, um, bring it back kind of the DVD era. Okay. Um, to start just kind of repurposing a lot of the videos that came out back then that are overlooked, that haven't been seen in a while. A lot of freestyles, a lot of interviews, stuff like that. But going to do uh going to do something big with it um just just getting started it's only been a few days but there's been a lot of traction for sure for sure um thank you guys for listening please make sure that you subscribe to us on youtube the black print network that's t-h-e-b-l-k print network we got so many episodes up there right now and this this actual episode of black print radio will be on there very soon this week on the black print what are we talking about man what are we talking about guys i, I don't know what we're talking about i don't know I'm awesome. Thanks. Oh my! Grammys. <laughs> Grammys. We can talk. Well, well, I guess we'll talk Grammys. All right. So, uh, for MC and Josh P, we'll see you guys in a couple days uh, for Black Print, and yeah, we'll see you in two weeks for another episode of Black Print Radio on Amp. Peace out. Peace.